you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out, I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor, why don't you act like this is an AA meeting, and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group. And Mustafa, you out here, a boy of one man. And I'm gonna tell you what, you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to go over the gold standard of wrestling, NXT, do a recap of this last Wednesday's episode, and man, I mean, we're just going to get right into it, because we were talking about it a little bit before the show, so (laughs) this uh, whole Johnny Gargano, uh, Candice LeRae situation, and you know their promo that they had. Um, you know, one of the, my favorite, uh, things to talk about, favorite, uh, aspects of NXT to talk about is always the Johnny Gargano storyline because it's just so interesting. Um, the, the evolution of this character, um, you know, it's funny, like when Johnny first started, you know, I respected him just as being Johnny wrestling, this all around, you know, just, just talented wrestler. Right. And over the years, I just find myself getting more and more invested of his, in it, to his character, um, and you know, this new evolution now, I think is going to be no different, but, um, yeah, man, he's just become one of my favorite wrestlers overall. And, and these, this, this new turn that we have here is just, I think it's going to be really entertaining. Um, you know, but you were, you were wanting to focus a little bit in on the Candice LeRae aspect of it. Cause you were saying, you know, you would call that she was going to turn heel. Right. Yes. And so that's that's the aspect you were I looking did. at. You said okay. no. She was just being, you know, supporting her husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, no, man, that was that was just far from her character, because if it was, it would they would have stuck with that plan. Of like, I like look of you two. Like, I hate my husband. Like, yeah, that's that's Candace character. That's why I believe that. And that's why I got hit with that swerve right there. I didn't see her, you know, uh, low blowing. Uh, Tommaso like that so definitely came from the left side so seeing this in this video this Johnny segment or just say Johnny and Candace LeRae segment because that's that's like just what it was it was oh, yeah. a couple promo man it just wasn't all about Johnny it was about the both of them in this yes so okay just to to break down Candace a little bit so when we see Candace in in this promo she's dyed her hair uh, there's uh, it's like bleach blonde with like purplish yeah, highlights, like let's a say light purple, yeah, and like black, black or purple lipstick uh, going on, and definitely a different look for Candace, right? So you different know, attitude, man. you're looking at you know a heel turn, let's say, you know, that's one of the things you look for is okay, what, how do they change the overall aesthetics of the character? Like with Io Shirai, right? Like Io Shirai went from these bright colors to like black leather and just just pure badass right just, what was our just, old music was like pirate music 
Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember now at this point, you know. Something similar to Kyrie Sane? Yeah, just that vibe that, you know, it was, yeah, it was fun. Now it's just totally different. It's like Missy Elliott now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. That actually is pretty funny. Missy Elliott. I never really thought Missy Elliott would man, It does, man. Time. That is hilarious. Wow. Wow. Man, but so, okay, so that's Io. <laughs> now on Candace's side, um, so, you know, you see all of the, the change, the hair color and all that, and you're thinking, okay, yes, this is this is the, the turn, right? But now, for me, I still don't see Candace LeRae as a heel with this because of the things she said. Because if you listen to what she's saying, what? If you listen to what she's saying, it's hard to argue with what she's saying. She makes some valid points. She yes. has been unappreciated. Yeah. By far, a fact. It was yeah. just a fact. Very unappreciated. Unappreciated. She has sacrificed, and what has she gotten for it? She's been betrayed. She was betrayed by uh, Io Shirai, who we just talked about, right? When she made her heel turn, all she was doing was being Io's friend. And what did it get her? It got her like a dozen chair shots in the back from Io Shirai when she was trying to help her in that championship right. match. Yeah. So she got stabbed in the back by her. Dakota Kai betrayed her and their team at War Games. Um, then she had those matches with Dakota Kai, too, sticking up um, for um, Tegan, Tegan Knox. You know, like, and, and up until this point, I mean, you can count on one hand how many title shots that she's gotten. You know, we've talked about Candice LeRae as being someone who we could see, you know, going against Charlotte and being excited for her, like getting title shots and stuff like that. But the reality is it really hasn't happened. I mean, if anything, you know, she has been by a lot of people seen more as Mrs. Johnny Wrestling or Johnny's wife than being Candice LeRae, like a superstar in her own right. You know, like it's it's it, it sucks. Wrestling, as John, Johnny called her. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I feel like for from her perspective, and I'll still stand to it, that in that situation with Tommaso Ciampa, this is a wife standing up for her husband and being there and just being like just just true to this man that she loves and going against this man that has just thoroughly disrespected her and her marriage. So that part of it, I'm still on Candace's side. And when she put it like that, talking about being that she sacrificed, she's been unappreciated by everybody, and that you know she oh she said too that she's always like where, eating, my, like where were my girls at? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. She sacrificed. She's always eating second, and she's like, no more. I'm not eating second anymore. You know, and that was that was great too. Like just saying she's she's just she, it's her time. She's gonna take. They're both gonna take what they want. And I thought, yeah, man. Like as as much as I was willing to accept, like okay, they're gonna do the heel thing now. You know, it's fine. They're doing this in such a way that it's so factual that everything they were saying. <laughs> that I'm like, I don't. I still just don't see myself seeing them. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's hit the pause button, man. So because uh, a a heel character or just these characters are making factual statements. You can't buy this heel turn. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I, 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 it's not that I don't buy the heel turn. It's that I'm not gonna look at that. It's like with, okay, Becky Lynch, for instance, when they tried to turn Becky heel 
people were just like, no, we're not going with this. Like, we understand why Becky destroyed Charlotte. She was pissed. Charlotte shouldn't have even been in that matchup. She she basically politicked her way into that matchup, got the belt. Becky was pissed. And then they tried to make Becky say all this stuff about the fans and the fans weren't buying. And then she ended up turning back face. Like, that's kind of how I look at this for me personally. I don't, you're not speaking for anybody else, but for me personally, I'm looking at it like, you can dye your hair, you can have the camera do these effects where your eyes are blacked out and you're, you know, everything is black and white and they're trying to make you look hard or whatever. But at the end of the day, like if I can relate to what you're saying, you know, if you are speaking to me in a certain way that makes me say, I get you, I understand where you're coming from. I'm not going to go ahead and just boo you just because WWE or NXT is telling me you're a heel. It's like there's there's you can position someone as a villain. But at the end of the day, like I'm still I'm, understanding and being okay. able to relate to where they're coming from. I so, get it now. Yeah. OK, I, I hear you now. Like, OK, but they're still heel. It's like it's like uh, Adam Cole. He's a heel, but I'm not going to boo him. You know, I'm not going to say like, no, you're not going to have me. Tell me that I should boot Adam Cole. It's just like the way you say for Johnny Gargano, but at the end of the day, they're still heels, though. Yeah, well, but I guess I'm also kind of disagreeing with the way that they're trying to. So for me, what they're saying, it's like, I don't even think the word heel really works here with the characters because there's there's so much to it. Like they they really were for Candace, the whole unappreciation thing, right? For Johnny, it's all about like, okay, he's basically, I mean, a similar thing in terms of the sacrifices and he did everything they wanted him to do. You know, he said, yeah, hey, you they, say, they wanted me to do media. You know, yeah, okay, sure, I'll do media. it. Want me to sign autographs? Yeah, sure, I'll sign that. Want me to, to, to do these happy birthday messages? Sure, I did that. And what did I do? What did I get me? Nothing. But I have to sit here and watch a dirtbag like Tommaso Ciampa get everything while I'm sitting here getting nothing. Like, you know, like for me, you know, looking at the story for what it is, it's like, man, I get you're trying to tell me that these characters are heels, but it's just it almost doesn't quite work for me to see them purely as heels. If anything, I think it's more of a tweener situation because it's just too like Johnny really didn't do to me, didn't do anything that I can't sit here and say I don't understand why you're doing this, Johnny, short of when he went against Morrow and was like, you know, pissed at him and like was getting physical with Morrow because, you know, that to me is like Morrow's an innocent bystander in this whole thing. It's it's that's the one part where I was like, OK, you know, Johnny you still understand, but you don't have to agree with it. Like, I understand. I see what Johnny's coming from. but I just I don't agree with it. Well, I see, see, that's where we're different because I see where he's coming from. And when it came to Tommaso Ciampa, I totally agree with it. And now even with the video that he's showing here, it's like if he's pissed off at the company because he has put in all of this and he feels like he hasn't gotten, you know, what he deserves, you know, because, you know, again, all of these things that he's done. And really, it seems like, you know, it being a good person didn't matter, you know, like yeah. being being the the like waving the flag for NXT, saying he's NXT for life when he could have went to Raw or SmackDown. He did all that, and at the end of the day, it's like, where did it really get him? You know, I mean, he's like, yeah, this we is, tried to change NXT, like, no, nah, what we're gonna have to do, we're gonna have to just destroy it and yeah, then well, rebuild it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, for me, it's it's it. This alone was not enough for me to just put it like, oh, 
Johnny is in the wrong, you know, because that would be like, all right, he's he's a true heel because now it's just unreasonable. You know, now he's just but being selfish. Line, or, he's going to do a heel tact and it's going to confirm in your eyes that he's a heel. It's coming. I'm just saying. It's just tough, man. Because just like Adam been, Cole, like at the end of the day, he's heel. He's going to do his heel tactics. Maybe he'll have somebody help him to win that championship, which I don't mind anymore because he's become that fighting champion. But he does dirty tactics, underhanded tactics. But Johnny I guess the difference is going to do the same with Candice LeRae. They are a team. It's, it's going to happen. It's not exactly the same, though, because we don't have the same backstory with, with Adam Cole that we do with Johnny and Candice. Like, Adam Cole came in this way. <laughs> he just gave zero Fs from the beginning and jumped Drew McIntyre on his debut. Like, Drew McIntyre won the championship, jumped him immediately, and it was just like, we're taking over. We This is the Undisputed Era, and we're taking this whole thing over. And from day one, it was just mischief and chaos from that team. With Johnny, he actually tried to be the hero. He tried to do everything they wanted him to do to be the good guy. And what's he getting for? Fans are booing him. They're saying he sucks. You know, all he did was, you know, sign autographs, kiss babies, happy birthday messages. Like, to me, that's the part, too, that's still missing from the story is, like, he's not addressing the NXT universe directly, saying how they turned on him, because they did. I mean, they were really fickle when it came to Johnny Gargano. Like, anytime it seemed like, oh, Johnny Gargano is going to truly be the face in a, in a certain matchup with, say, Adam Cole or, you know, with with anybody, another, like, heel, it seemed like, you know, the fans were really ready to start booing Johnny Gargano until Johnny showcased, you know, a great wrestling match. And then it would be like the split thing where they're cheering for both of them. But I feel like you could feel the fans kind of turning against him. And he hadn't done anything evil or wrong it's just they felt like he was stale he was just stale yeah it was coming like it's it's getting boring but you're a good person like so that's not enough so i can understand why you know from from johnny's standpoint it's like damn all that you know if being a good person doesn't get me anywhere then i'm gonna do what all these other i'm gonna do what adam cole's doing i'm gonna do what these guys are doing but for me because of the backstory he has with that he actually tried to be the the heart and soul and the, the the face of the franchise, essentially, like he has more weight to that. I was wronged than Adam Cole as a heel just saying, I'm taking all of this and I don't care who I step on. It's like, you know, of course, that's like, whoa, this is this is kind of a dirtbaggish of you to just come in and just ruin Drew McIntyre's moment like that. You know, and for what reason? Did he do something personally to you? No, you just wanted to take the championship. Cool, but sh- shitty. You know, for for Johnny, though, it's like, man, this dude just... <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa, I, I will never... I will always bring this one up. This is the moment that kind of just cements it all. In that the Chicago takeover that they had, Tommaso Ciampa standing up on the, the that, that platform with Johnny Gargano, takes off his wedding ring, rips the wedding ring off his finger, spits on it, throws it in the crowd. What? And now this is the guy that they're cheering, that they're calling, hey, daddy's home, daddy's home. What? What? I've been, I've been here. I said NXT for life, and you guys want to boo me now? Oh, hell no. Like, all bets are off. We're not, now we're not trying to earn your love and affection, no. Now we're just trying to do this however we can. And to me, it's like, I can't blame him. I can't. Like, the way the, the way that he was treated. So did you like, feel that way about, because you can say the same thing about The Rock, how he started out as a face, like top face, and then he started, and then people just 
was doing these die Rocky die signs, Rocky yeah. ducks. Yeah, you know. So did you feel exactly. the same way when she yeah. came back as a heel? Yeah, you know, ex- look, exact. That's that's perfect because so for me, you know, in all honesty, I didn't at the moment when all of that was happening, I didn't know Rocky Maivia. You know, mm-hmm. I only knew him as Rock from the Nation. You know, like that was it. So for me, it started out like, oh, this guy's charismatic. It's more like Adam Cole for me with The Rock, the way I first knew him. But then going and digging into his past and looking into like, oh, my God, like die, Rocky, die. Like, what the heck? Like, all he's trying to do is be this good character and people are just crapping all over him. And then you look at it and you're like, you know what? I kind of understand what how that went about. And even later on, you even have to go that far back. But I remember there was a moment where the fans were like back and forth. They were cheering, they were booing, and The Rock said, hey, you got to make a decision right now. You can cheer me or boo me, you know, and it was split. And then he basically turned heel. I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's crazy because they just couldn't make up their minds. So it's just one of those things. Like, if if the character, I feel like they are just trying to be this good character and they're getting just shit on you know like yes you can i guess you know the the basic way to look at it is like okay they're gonna do low blows and they're gonna cheat but it's almost like but but they it's justified it's justified because because they try to go this good routine route and people like they try to do it a certain (laughs) way and people just just shat on them so it's like you know what I don't I can't even blame them for being the way they are because they didn't people didn't appreciate what they were doing before. I don't know. It's so, like I don't know, man. That's like towing a thin line between like mental breakdown. Yeah, and can't take it anymore. Yeah, but it's it's I think that's where, you know, for me, like, you know, fans in a way we talk about we've talked about it before, like fans are fickle, you know, like yeah. I mean, even Daniel Bryan was getting booed, you know, before he turned heel. And it's like, really? You you booing Daniel Bryan? Like, I didn't understand that. I didn't like. Yeah, it, that honestly. I didn't understand. You know I wasn't like, booing that. Yeah. Yeah, like why? And then so to see his character call the fans out and say you're all fickle, I was like, I can't even disagree. Yeah, he's telling. I, the did, truth. I didn't disagree with that. You know, he's, he's telling the truth. And even through his whole run, like he's just talking about saving the planet. He's just trying to get people to eat better and all this. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm having a hard time disagreeing with what Daniel is saying. He may be obnoxious and preachy, yeah. but what he's saying he even makes sense. Even changed the WWE title, man. Yeah. Like, he's trying to be more sustainable. Or yes. him. Right. <laughs> like, it was, it, and trust me, I love my traditional gold belts. Like, I, I, I want that. But at the same time, it's like, he's just trying to save the planet. Like, is he really a heel? Is he really a heel? If you really look at it, look, at, you know, just don't look at it from just the what WWE wants to show us. Look at what he's actually saying. No, this story's he's, actually he's not. When, when you think about it, when you break it down, he's not a heel. He's just trying to save the planet. That's all. He made a, di- he made a biodegradable belt. Yeah. I can't shit on that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> It was brilliant, man. Like I just feel like with Daniel, it, it just it, it just kind of highlights how I'm how I'm kind of seeing this, you know. And I get it. Like I'm not gonna fault anybody for saying, "Hey, like Johnny Gargano in the situation is a heel." That's fine. I think this is a very subjective thing. It's it all depends on how you choose to look at the story, and that's fine. If you for some people, they just were never fans of Johnny. So Johnny coming out and saying he's going to take what's his people are going to say, oh, you know, he's whining and, and bitching and moaning, complaining like, you know, we're just, you know, whatever. Like he's just whining. I'm, I'm not going to think about him. He's a heel now. 
you know, and some people who respected him but want him to stick to what he was before. And now he's going this different path. They're going to say, yeah, you know, he's he, this is a heelish route. But for me, I'm looking at the story and I'm really giving what he's saying a chance and trying to hear what he's saying and looking at his story on a whole. I'm like, you know what? It's hard to be mad at him for being pissed off because, damn, it's like. He just he he really genuinely tried of everybody in in uh, NXT. He really tried to be the good guy. He really yeah, did. Oh, Callis try, you know, it's beyond <laughs> it that, man. Out. It's beyond that. He literally was like, I'm NXT for yeah. life. And that wasn't yeah. enough. And just, you know, the fans booed him. He was like, that was a fantasy land. Yeah, it's, yeah, like that's a fairy tale, you know. The yeah. it just, man, I don't know. Watching that, I just the whole time I was like, yeah, I was just laughing to myself. I'm like, oh my god, he's doing it to me again. To where I'm just like, <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time <laughs> disagreeing. With he's a heel though. I'm just saying, nah, not to me. To, to again, I, I like, I love Candice LeRae, new character now. You know, that whole, well, just not both of them, man. That whole promo, that was like a Jekyll and Hyde with the whole you oh, know, yeah. jazz music, smooth jazz, and like, do 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 And then all of a sudden, as they're talking about what they're going to, you know, what they're going to do, the, the music switches up. It goes like a black and white scene. It's not colored anymore. I like the music changes. It's sinister. I'm like, oh, shit. Love it. Yeah. Love it. it was I, I just, I just want, I want Johnny and Candice to now fulfill their prophecy of being the first husband and wife to be both Dude, NXT men and women's couple. champion. Yes, they could be a power couple. Yes, they was, I, oh, they was, they was that. money. Yeah, I like what Johnny said. He said, "Candice, Mrs. Candice, wrestling." I'm like, you know what? That sounds good. Yes. That just might make me a Johnny wrestling fan because I always been. I always don't, don't been oh curious God. about Candice LeRae. I'm just saying, Candice LeRae always had that, you know, that low key deep love for Candice. I'm like, you know what? I'll, something about her I like. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's like how can you, for me? It's like when when she low blowed Tommaso Ciampa. I'm like, I can't hate on this. I understand. I get it. She <laughs> just loves her husband, and it's Candice. Candice could do anything, and I'm just like, you know yeah. what? No, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's Candice. <laughs> I got I, I low key enjoyed it because it was Candice LeRae's moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's just it's it's great. It's great. I, I'm I'm really excited to see how they continue to develop these two. Like it's just gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch, man. I'm gonna enjoy dissecting this character even more and just <laughs> trying to share why I think uh, these these two are just not heels. Why they're both faces? Oh, they're heels. You know, Johnny and Candice. In my subjective opinion. They are <laughs> faces. And in all honesty, I feel like, you know, if if you show someone that's not watching wrestling the story from beginning to end, I feel people will be like, you know what? Man, I can understand. It's kind of hard for me to disagree with what they're doing. And if you can't disagree with what they're doing, it's hard to 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 paint the picture for me as how their heels. Like that's that's the problem that I have. If you can honestly not disagree with the things that they're saying. It's like, how are they, how are they really? But anyway, that's just, just my own opinion. And, you know, you shared your side and I respect I it too. Like I said, I'm not going to hate on anybody, you know, truly saying, you know what? I, they're heels to me. That's fine. But to me, no, nah, they're, they're, they're beyond that. They transcend heel and face for me in this situation because it's really? just, it's just too, it's just too good right now. So the they're already they're hitting tweener level now for you. 
Oh yeah, yeah. They're okay. they're beyond that. I think they will ev- hit that eventually with me down the line. But right now they're they're full flesh heels. Just because of that promo alone, you got Jekyll and Hyde. That Sinister music, come on, that's not tweener. That's no, not, they can, that's you crazy. can have a different that's persona. Crazy. That was, they were crazy. Yeah, you can <laughs> have a, you, crazy. But you can so, say with that purple hair now and that dark lipstick, dark lipstick, bro, come on. What does that mean? So so somebody has <laughs> dark lipstick and now they're a bad guy? Like, Dude. we can't start saying that now. Uh, <laughs> it's just come people on. That, that wear dark lipstick because they like it. It doesn't make them a heel. <laughs> Like, I don't care how you do your hair. Darkness, that you means do. you got like a bad side. Like you did some things. You just yeah. stole a couple of things. Maybe See, that's that's what they want you. That's the that's the subliminal. Paper you weren't supposed to. Now we're going deep. Now we're going deep. <laughs> this is that's the subliminal. They want you to think like, okay, you know, let's let's put them in this evil light by letting them wear dark lipstick and you know changing their hair color. But really, you know, if you could just be an alternative person, now she's just wanting to do something different. You know, she's feeling a certain type of way. This is fitting her mood, but that doesn't make her a bad person just because she wanted to change up her look a little bit to fit the way she feels. She's pissed off. And she felt like she needs a change, and she's doing that. I don't think that makes her heal. So looks at do it. No, we'll see. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna find out. She's gonna catch somebody lacking in the NXT locker room. Good, good. <laughs> it's time, Candice. Take eat first, Candice. Eat first. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on through the rest of the All show. Right. We can we can do a whole show just on this, we but could. we have more to talk about. Oh man, it's, it's always fun though for, for me for sure to talk about Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Just you know, I salute you too, man. Great segment, great segment there. Um, all right, so the rest of this show we had Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai team up to go against Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. Um, this this matchup here, why don't you talk about it, man? What did you think of this tag team matchup? We had Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai get the victory in this matchup. So how'd you feel overall about this? It was only two people that stuck out, Shotzi Blackheart and Raquel Gonzalez. Now, Shotzi Blackheart is just like fun, just a ball of energy, man. I love that, you know, and she got that perfect house. She makes you, uh, she, she definitely uh, makes you, uh, definitely want to listen to her, man. But Raquel Gonzalez, man, she was... Oh, I love the power game. And they showed it well with her. That one-arm power slam to finish her off, to finish... What was it? Uh, was it Tegan Knox? Uh, no, no. She no, no. beat Shotzi. Shotzi, yeah, because it was on the counter move. That's right. Yeah. And she did a one-hour... Not one-hour, but one-arm power slam. One-hour oh power slam would be painful. That would yeah. be really very painful. Be nothing left. Be nothing left. <laughs> right. Dude. Dude. <laughs> like, enough, please. Stop, stop. He's already dead. <laughs> no more, right? Oh, my God. I'm trying. I'm, I can imagine that, too. Like, oh, my God. That's vivid. It's coughing up blood and shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. But that one-hour power, that one-arm power slam, oh. It, it, it looked it looked thing of beauty. They replayed it like multiple times. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I was I was very happy with with the fact that that uh, Raquel got the win here because I think last week we were talking about it. She had lost to Tegan, and I was shocked. I was confused actually. Like, why is she losing this matchup? I feel like this was the first time we had seen her in a singles matchup. You know, she she um, was getting a lot of shine in the beginning, showing off her her wrestling and everything. And I'm like, okay, this is this is gonna be her winning. And, and Dakota Kai was in her corner. It just made sense. You know, Shotzi Blackheart came in, caused a distraction. 
distraction, led to seeing Knox getting a roll-up pin or a kill. Uh, I was like, okay. I mean, I'm a big fan of Tegan too, so I'm not mad at it. But at the same time, this was Raquel's to win. So fast forward to this week, you know, you got the tag matchup. And I was kind of worried that they were going to go that route again, where they're going to have Shotzi and Tegan win again. But, you know, I thought that'd be a mistake because now you're really taking momentum away from Raquel and Dakota if you do that. But, you know, ultimately, you know, they I think they did the right. They went the right way. Yeah, having Raquel Gonzalez getting the win. Off a big, uh, basically, uh, power slam there at the end there. It was great. Nice finisher. Yeah. Just, Give that, that was a name. A, I want to hear a name with that. Yeah, they got to figure out something for that. Yeah, I just don't want to hear a one-arm power slam. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, just great showing for Raquel. Uh, Shotzi, she is definitely becoming a star for sure. Just her whole, her energy, you know, the look, everything, it just is all working. I think the tank, you know, that she rolls down the ring to is just fun to see. Yeah, man, she's she's definitely going to be awesome going forward. And I, she doesn't lose anything by taking the pin here. I thought it was a, a great matchup for, for the two of them. For Tegan and Dakota, I think they're both, you know, strong characters already. And I want to see more from them. But, you know, I wasn't, I guess, disappointed with them not having as, as great of a showcase because I agree. It with was you. just more of a background. It was yeah, just, I, I agree. It was just Shotzi and Raquel that stood out the most. But I think, you know what, rightfully so, because those two, Dakota and Tegan, are more established, you know, and Raquel and Shotzi needed more of the limelight to continue to grow, you know, into the stars they can become. So I'm not, I think that, I don't know if it was on purpose that they did this way, but, you know, it definitely felt right that we would have them showcased more because we really hadn't gotten to see as much of them as we have Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. So I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so now before I move forward, I just want to go back a little bit because in the very beginning of the show, before that matchup, we did kind of get, um, there was some things that had happened. So Finn Balor was missing, you know, in the very beginning, he was supposed to have this matchup against, um, uh, Velveteen Dream, and yeah, they cut to a shot in the in the locker room area, and we saw that Finn Balor's shirt and I think some of his gear was there, but he wasn't there. It was just a mess. Looked like maybe he had gotten jumped or something. So you know, Velveteen Dream, you know, he's talking about how he got stood up by Finn Balor, and then we had Adam Cole show up, which was uh, pretty huge. That you know, Adam Cole basically is going to fill in. We don't know what's happening with Finn Balor. I'm thinking maybe they are saving that matchup and they're going to say it was, um, you know, Imperium. It was, it, yeah, Imperium that, mm-hmm. that made the jump on the on behalf of Walter to get revenge on Finn a little bit. But, um, you know, and, and to, you know, Finn versus Velveteen Dream, that's a huge matchup. Maybe you, you don't want to necessarily do that because you're trying to build steam for both of those guys leading into their eventual championship matchups. So it kind of makes sense. But, I don't know. I, I kind of felt disappointed, too, at the same time, but it is what it is. But Adam Cole, uh, we had him show up, and, um, you know, that kind of set up a matchup later on that we would have as a replacement. So, um, you know, Adam Cole and uh, the Undisputed Era, they jumped Velveteen Dream. We had Keith Lee coming for the save on Velveteen. Then it was announced that we were going to get a tag match between the Undisputed Era, which would be uh, Roderick Strong and Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee. So, um, you know, this this was uh, I thought it got me excited again about the potential matchup after being a little bit disappointed with not getting Finn versus Dream. 
Yeah, me too, man. Because I was expecting uh, that would that would have been cool to have a Dream versus Finn Balor match, but I, I don't know why the last minute change. Like you said, maybe they decided to save the match later, build up some more story with it. You know, kind of build up, uh, let it get to a boiling point. Maybe if they want to do that, cool. I'm in for for the long for the long game. But uh, yeah, we did get an alternative tag team match. That it kind of ended up being a secret surprise ending too, yeah. <laughs> with that one as well. Yeah, um, we'll get there. Um, then we had okay, so this this whole situation is a little bit weird to me. Um, gonna gonna need help in terms of figuring out how I feel about this one. So Drake Maverick, right? He they had a video package with him. Um, he's in the interim cruiserweight tournament. We knew about his uh, involvement in the cruiserweight tournament um, b- prior to all of the releases that happened, and then um, you know even after the release, he had, he had a video on social media, a tearful message, just you know talking about he didn't know what the future held for him, but we were going to get his all. And you know in the tournament, he had three matches, and then you know we don't know what's going to happen from there in terms of him ever being able to wrestle again in the future. Um, they, they talked about that a bunch here in this, in this, uh, match in this video and in the match. And it, it kind of, kind of felt weird because, you know, usually when someone is released, they don't mention that at all on, on, on television. Sure. And, and they definitely usually don't have them wrestling. Now, the only time that this has happened before was, um, that I can remember actually, was with uh, Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley. Mm-hmm. You know, we already knew his contract was was going to be up, and well, they you know, did that with CM Punk as well. Well, but I, I mean, they were. I guess where that one feels a little bit different is is with CM. Well, you are talking about before he fought John Cena? Before he, yeah, was, uh, he always talked about his contract as well before he fought John Cena for the, his first title shot. But I guess where this is. I don't know. I guess this this is close. The CM Punk one is closer to the John Moxley one than to the Drake Maverick one for me. Because mm-hmm. you know, with with uh, Drake Maverick, I guess the issue here is that a bunch of people were released. He's one of them. He makes that. He puts out that message on on uh, social media, which you know basically confirms how you know heartbroken he is about it. But then he's on television and, you know, they're they're talking about the fact that, you know, they, they're all rooting for him and all this. It just I don't know. It just kind of feels weird. Like, I hate to think that this is all a work, you know, but it kind of has. I'm just going to say it kind of gave me a little bit of those vibes that, you know, is this a work? It had me question it because, you know, I'm starting to believe that he's actually not going anywhere <laughs> You know, and I also heard, too, that Sarah Logan, you know, was in the back. We didn't really talk about this when we're talking about Raw, but, you know, there were rumors that she was back there and she almost was on television because they kept mentioning her name during the show as well. Well, Um, their contracts, it still has that no 90 day compete clause. mm -hmm. So technically, WWE can still use their services, man. So they're in furlough, you know, Uh, and I think that's what Drake Maverick said, too, in that. Twitter video that he submitted out there, he said, you know, he, he thanked the WWE for allowing him to compete in the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, even though he was released. Yeah, I don't know. I just, 
it, it just the way that they're using that. I thought what was going to happen is that they were just not going to really talk about it or address it at all. That he was just going to be wrestling and he was going to give it his all. And, you know, maybe you would kind of be able to tell like people were talking to him, but they really wouldn't address that like on camera, like literally have him speaking to it. I and think then that he, was the original script. But because of that video, he submitted it in the way it was trending. They had to put a change in the plans. Well, here's, I guess, my hope is that, you know, through this, that maybe they see the art pouring of, of uh, you know, support from the fans and decide, you know what, let's just kind of use this in the story for him, but then resign him, um, you know, and, and keep him on in a way because, you know, it just feels almost like they're using him if you just do that and then he's he just is gone like it it just i don't know it just kind of feels weird to just use his real emotion for ratings essentially like it makes more sense to me that okay if we're going to talk about this and we're going to use this to help you know have people tune in let's have it pay off by actually showing hey like he's he is going to stick around he is still going to have his job because it just, I don't know, there's something dirty about it where if, if this is, you know, not, if it doesn't end up with that, I feel weird about it. I, I somewhat feel weird about it. Like, like I would hope it's not all a work and all of that was not real. So I'll just say that too. But I feel like what I'm choosing to believe right now is that, you know, they made the releases. He was one of them. He mm-hmm. went on and said, you know, I want to just pour out, you know, pour my heart out into this video that I'm going to put on social media and do that. And then, you know, because like you said, the way it caught on with everybody online that they're saying, you know what, let's, you know, let's relook at some of these, these cuts because, you know, a lot of these people are getting a lot of support and, you know, maybe there's a way to work things out for some of them that we, we maybe did not want a cup, but felt like we just had to. And so, you know, this may work out to where they say, hey, let's just go ahead and, and bring back Drake Maverick because, you know, he's 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 got the support. And let's just give him another, you know, extend his contract for a little bit longer than, you know, we were going to before. I don't know. It's just the the hopefulness in me. Like, I'm, I'm hoping because <laughs> the, it got me when I saw Drake Maverick's video and then to see him being kind of used like this yeah. for ratings. I'm like. I either just let him go or bring him back. Like just this in between feels really weird. Like with Moxley, I felt like, like you don't want this to be used as a work. Yeah. 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 Like just, just have him the on the roster. Then just, just do it. You know, like don't, don't do this in between where you're going to try to toy with, with us and say, Oh, you know, he's fighting for his job. Like, no, he's not because you know, who's going to win the tournament. You've already That's your story it. though. Now though, you know what I'm saying? So it just it just feels a little dirty to me that they would kind of dangle that carrot in front of us to say, oh, you know, maybe he can still keep his career. If it, at the end of this, they just release him like, I don't know, it'll just put a bad taste in my mouth with with that story. But we'll see. So, yeah, that's just my two cents on that. I just felt kind of weird about it watching that matchup and I just couldn't really focus on the match. It was just in my head thinking about like, so what, what, is what going did on? you think of the match? If the part th- that you was able to. Yeah, 
Well, so, so I mean, again, like I was that, the whole time I was thinking about the whole situation behind the scenes. So it was kind of hard to really just enjoy the matchup. But I thought that Drake Maverick, it was really cool seeing him as a wrestler and just seeing him go out there and compete. Because really, you know, how I know him is uh, the the manager of AOP, you know, that had pissed himself, you know, which is just like a terrible image to have of him. So that sucks. But um, also to the GM of 205 Live, you know, which I thought he did a great job with that. Um, yeah, and then the the twenty four seven championship, just him and stories with our truth. So it's like a um, you know a mixed bag there with with Drake Maverick. But seeing him here, it was cool to just see him as a wrestler in like an actual matchup, um, competing against another guy who's you know, just did a great job. And Jake Atlas, you know, he's a very talented up and coming wrestler. Um, you know, and I thought that the matchup the matchup was solid. You know, I was surprised was. a little bit that uh, Drake lost. You know, because, again, I'm feeling like this might turn into, hey, he does keep his job. But then with him losing, it's like, boy, if he loses all three matchups and then they just yeah. get rid of him. I'm like, they can only go for it like at least just one. He can't. I he got to finish two again. and one. He can't lose again. And yeah. he's in which which bracket is he in? Is he in the one with. Uh, I have to um, look at that again. The group. Yeah, I think he's in group A, which, um, let me see. I think that's, let me look at this here. Is that the one with Kushida and Nice? I feel like that's the other side of that. Because, yeah, they, like Jack Gallagher, I don't think he's on that side. With Phantasma, Jack Gallagher. Um, yeah, no, I think he's he's in group A. That's, you know, it's it's a tough, either way, like... It's going to be hard. Like this would be, this would have been the one that you would have said, okay, like he's fighting a guy that I've I have not seen wrestle on NXT. It makes sense for him to win this matchup. Um, for him to beat, like let's just say he's on that side with um, Kushida and, and Nice. Like man, that's just a tough, you know, thing to see. Okay, he's going to beat. I mean, I, can, I guess I could see him beating Tony Nice. That one is is fine. The Kushida one is is really tough. Yeah. Like to see him beating Kushida, I don't know. Like that that's that's a that's a hard one. But that's probably gonna be the last matchup for him, you know, in the tournament, I would say. It would be him versus Kushida to figure out if he can go on or if he can if he's gonna stay in. Um yeah, I don't know. Well he did say in that video in Twitter that he, he's gonna have to either win or uh present a good showing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's we'll see. We'll see. I mean, shout out to Drake Maverick. He's he's um, you know, he definitely I saw a different side of him in that video he put on social media. And so I gained I gained a lot of respect for him and his heart and all that. And um, you know, not sure where we're at necessarily with him and his situation, but you know, taking it for what it is, I hope that this does turn out positively for him whether it's in WWE or not. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I think that's just all we can leave it at because it's it's a lot. It just it kind of left me confused this whole matchup and seeing how they covered and kept talking about what's going on behind the scenes with them. So you know, but we'll see. We'll see where where we go from here with that. Um, the uh, let's see, we had let's just talk about the other uh, matchup here. So Kushida and Tony Nice, uh, they ended up going against each other. Um, interesting. Uh, Things from Tony Nese, I, I would say. Tony Nese basically was like, you know, Kushida, he, he kind of 
buried the fact that Kushida had been in other tournaments, but, you know, never ones that he was in. And so, you know, he was putting himself over saying, like, you've never beaten me and I, I never was beaten for this title. So, yeah. you know. So in a way, I'm still NXT Cruiserweight champion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he's definitely geeking his head up. Right. So, uh, yeah, I like that a lot. And Kushida, I mean, when they announced this whole thing, he was my favorite, my hands-down favorite to potentially win the whole thing, which probably means he's not going to win the whole thing because it's <laughs> too obvious. You know, just being honest about it. I don't it. know, man. It's NXT. You never know. It's it's different. Yeah, but Kushida the Cruiserweight Classic, it. though, like, I, I felt a, a similar way about that, too. You know, there were a couple guys that you're just like, Kota Ibushi, for instance, I thought, okay. Kota's going to win this thing, man, because he's a beast. He's just been dominating this whole thing. And then he lost. And I was like, what? He didn't want to sign. That was the the issue behind the scenes is he didn't want to extend that contract. He wanted to go back to New Japan. Yeah, him and and Zack Sabre Jr., they just, they really stood out in that thing, man. And just, you know, it was, it was, it was Grand Matalik and TJP that ended up beating both those guys and, I mean, fine, you know, good for those guys to get some time to shine over two guys who it was clear. I mean, they were they were two of the better guys in the tournament on a whole. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where it's just like, oh, man, like the, the clear favorites didn't win. So that's what I'm saying with Kushida. It kind of fits that mold for me. You know, it's kind of similar to that. It just seems so obvious. It's like Drew McIntyre and King of the Ring. You know, it's like it's just right there. It just makes sense. But. They just they, they want to be creative and they want to do something different. To your point, it's NXT, it's Triple H, it's Regal, so maybe it's a little bit different this time. We'll see. But um, Kushida ended up coming out on top in this matchup against Tony Nese. Uh, he did his uh, submission off the top. I think it's hoverboard lock is what it's called. Um, yeah, man, it was it was an entertaining matchup. It was a back and forth, uh, uh, really competitive on submissions matchup. too. Really physical yeah. with the submissions. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Just um, yeah, man. It was it was fun. Definitely check that out if you didn't see it. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it was a great matchup. Um, yeah, I guess on a whole, there is another matchup to talk about with the Cruiserweight Championship tournament. But um, how are you feeling overall about the tournament so far and what you've been seeing? Because I know you love tournaments. I mean, I do too. But just what have been your thoughts uh, from what we've seen so far? Quality has been very good. Hasn't been like a you know a boring match for the NXT tournament. It's been very good. I, I was surprised. I think I was more surprised on how uh, exciting and physical of how the Tony Nese and Kushida match went too. Even the Gallagher and I'm I'm sorry, L. El, I'm not even Del I'm not even remember that uh, name. Yeah, yeah, El <laughs> Del Fantasma. Fantasma. That's what I'm just gonna call him. Fantasma. Phantasm. <laughs> yeah, Phantasm, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, we'll talk about that matchup a little bit, like uh, the Phantasma versus Jack Gallagher matchup. What'd you think? Oh, man, I love it. Especially I love the promo from Jack, you know, before we even dive in into uh, the match, Jack just presenting, saying, you know, he's still a gentleman outside the ring, but what comes when he's inside the ring, you're going to see the his tattoos, what he call them, the, the war paint. I'm like, oh shit! So he's all about business, and it showed in his wrestling. Like it was very different. He wasn't all about that lightheartedness with the whole umbrella act. He was just about the fisticuffs. So I definitely like that p- part. Fantasma, uh, he was cool, man. He definitely uh, has a very physical uh, wrestling lucha background as well, man. Uh, but I don't know about his character, man. 
I'm still trying to figure that out for him, for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the first time we're seeing him. So, you know, I got that he's a very talented Lucha Libre star that comes from a long lineage. I mean, his father was uh, was the original Phantasma. Um, and then, you know, I think his brothers, too, they said, were also wrestlers. And, you know, I, they, I think they did a good job of kind of introducing him to us. And, you know, his wrestling style, I mean, he's kind of a bigger uh, guy, too. He yeah. Just, he, he felt a little bit bigger than some of the other Lucha stars that we have in in uh, WWE in a whole. So, he has, um, like, a mixed bag of wrestling moves. Like, he can get – because that, that finishing move was a power move right there. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like more to come, you know, for his for his character. Definitely. Like we we got some some work to do just to find out more about him. Um, Interesting enough, uh, these uh, guys that are kidnapping luchadors. They tried it. They tried Phantasma. <laughs> and he was not happy. So good on him. You know, that's a They're like, hurry up, hurry, underlay, underlay. <laughs> and he was like, Hell no. He I said, uh, I think he was saying, you know, I'm from Mexico, like repping where he's from. You know, he was like, Yo soy Mexico. I was just like, Okay. Like, you know, because just I just loved that aspect that he just was not going in that van. Oh, he man. was just not letting them take him like he took the other guys. So. Hey, Steve, they need to look into their security for their parking lot. That's <laughs> what's going on over there, man. <laughs> True. Keep the kidnapping attempts. <laughs> man, and it just keeps happening. And right. the other thing, too, is kind of interesting is when they were talking about Phantasma and these promos, I thought that because it's Lucha Libre guys that are that are doing these quote unquote kidnappings, I thought it was leading up to him being this boss character. I remember that. that. I remember it. that. Yeah. Right. But then now with them trying to capture him, it's like, okay, is this a swerve and it is him and he's just making it seem like it couldn't be him because nah, man, you're giving you now you're getting WWE too much credit. They're they're going not that hard on it. Is this well, somebody just, else? Because who could it be now? I, like, I, I don't know. It has to be who is it a luchador wrestling? Is it lucha house party? They're just like, all right, now we're getting serious. <laughs> like we're just gonna start kidnapping other like what? Where did that come from? So you go party with the lucha house? Yeah, oh, like Kalisto, who's behind it. Like, yeah, oh know. my god, is it Kalisto? <laughs> just, like, who, yeah, who is this? I'm saying, like, where, who else is left? You know, like, is Andrade just just being like super hardcore now about it? And do, oh man, I don't know. They snatched up. They snatched up Raul Mendoza. Mm-hmm. They tried to go for who else? They snatched up Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin, no, I'm, I'm, I'm about to say Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they did not take the Joker. No. Right, right. No, Joaquin White. Is he does he has like a Hispanic background? Um not sure. I mean he definitely has a, a, a lucha style and I'm I wouldn't doubt if he was like in uh Lucha Underground or Triple A or something like that in his past. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. So, I'm, trying to, yeah. I'm trying to follow the pattern here. I mean, the style of wrestling, but both of those guys is very, it's, it's akin to like a Lucha style. I mean, both of those guys, it fits that. So yeah, maybe because they're losing, you know, and they're, they're an embarrassment to that style and they want to fix them. It's a very dark order ish, you know, like what's, what's going on where they're taking people who are on losing streaks and, you know, maybe going to change them and they come back as creepers of their own, like the NXT version of a creeper. Um, you know, if, if it's just kind of how say I, it could be a parody version of the Dark Order, it it could be, it really could be. Um, so 
Yeah, man. It, it didn't happen this week. Nah. Phantasma was not having nah. any of that. He was not going in that nah, band. He didn't go down, man. Good on him. Good on him. So, I like that. Um, also on this night, uh, we finally got uh, uh, Mia Yim and Charlotte Flair. Oh, hold on, hold on. Before we go into that, mm-hmm. I, I want to uh, rewind a little bit, too. It was a, it was a promo from Damian Priest. Oh, why are you going to cut off Charlotte Flair and me and Yim? Because we had to back up, man. I'm like, hold on. You, you skipped the part. Or maybe you... you I'm not going in order. I'm just going with what's interesting. You know, Damian Priest <laughs> is, just doesn't fit that bill. So well, you know. I thought it was interesting because I All thought... Right, the go promo, ahead, man. That's, okay. that's, 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 you break it down, man. Go for All it. right. Well, the promo was a thousand times better than usually what we get because he had a reason why he's attacking Keith Lee. And I enjoy that, man. He was stating some, in his world, facts in his world. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I'm not saying facts for my world. I'm saying facts oh for his world. When he was stating the case like, you know, of course, Keith Lee is afraid of him because he keep on picking weak opponents. You know, he he, he, named, he who he named? Uh, Dijakovic. Because he, uh, he can beat him. Yeah, because he can beat him. Uh, who else? The dude with the top hat, mm-hmm. uh, Cameron James. Uh, yeah. So he's naming those lists. I'm Cameron like, okay. Grimes, yeah. Oh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. So, so I, I'm like, okay. I, I like that. It was something different, man. Because I was, I was getting tired of this vanilla blend, generic robot answer every time. But now we have a motive, which I can roll with that. Uh, but I'm still, you know sick of that damn nightstick but we'll talk about that towards the end (laughs) (laughs) yeah he just annoys me he just annoys me and this is always you know as as a person i don't know the man so i don't want to you know get on him like that but yeah yeah so i mean he just damien priest just annoys me so i just you know it was what it was he did a promo cool i mean it, I still need more if I'm going to truly respect what he's doing. And it's not any disrespect to him as a person, obviously, because, you know, I don't know this guy as a person. So it is what it is as a, as a human being. But, you know, when it comes to his character, it's just like, man, he just doesn't he just doesn't do anything for me. Like, you know, I'm listening to this promo. I'm like, OK, I, I I know where this is going. He beat because I talked about it. The one thing, the one issue I, I had was he got that win over Keith Lee. You know, and and I'm like, Keith Lee shouldn't be losing to this dude. Like, no way. That left, so that definitely left a bad taste in your mouth. It did. It did. And I was, was just more excited, more on the character side. Like, I saw something different. It's like you ever, you, you seen the Office show, right? Yeah. So it's that one episode. Is the 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 balloon finally came down? And everybody was excited because because <laughs> it's been up there the whole time. <laughs> oh my god. So Damian Priest, we kept them week after week. We get this. You know, living living darkness or living infamy, whatever that dumb voice, robotic voice. But now we got motive. I got reason. Oh, whoa! I got something different. I got slightly excited. I can admit that. You compared Damian Priest to a balloon finally coming down from the sky. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. See? That's about as exciting <laughs> as a balloon coming down from the sky. Damian Priest. You, you nailed it. It's <laughs> just, man, that sums him up in a nutshell, man. His character, of course, just this is, oh man, crazy. All right, well, we'll we'll, we'll come back to the infamous one here in a second, Arrow guy himself. Um, uh, let me get back to to actual stars in Charlotte <laughs> Flair. 
the queen of all eras, um, you know, she had a moment, but even before that, so we did get a matchup from Mia Yim against Jesse Kamea. Um, I, I thought about Dragon Ball Z right away I too when I heard it. I was game. wondering if you yeah. was. I was like, it couldn't help it, man. And I'm, I'm, yes. I'm sure that she's a fan of Dragon Ball Z to choose that name as a wrestling name, man. Like you can't Kamea. help but to say it though, man, or to think about it. If you're a Dragon Ball nerd, you're and you hear that name like, oh yeah, Kamehameha. Yeah, she, <laughs> hey, she with that name alone, she could be a star. Jesse Kamehameha, yeah. Yeah, you, you maybe that's smart to go uh, go that route. Yeah, oh yeah, Makes man. You think all about the, Dragon Ball Z instantly. Yep, yep. All the all the anime nerds would be like, "Who is that? I want to know more about that. I want to tune in to see Kameha. You know, <laughs> let me see Kameha, Meha. You know, go ahead and go out there and wrestle. So yeah, man, it's great. It's a great. Oh name. man, well she had a chant, Kameha, Kameha. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if that well, when the NXT crowd is able to come back, if they do that for Jessica Mea, yes, um, man, that would be awesome, man. All they in. doing the doing the Goku Kamehameha move. Kamehameha. I feel like that's a very NXT UK thing to happen. I feel like that crowd would definitely do it. The NXT, uh, the, the full sale crowd, I could see it, but that that UK crowd is so creative that I feel yeah, like. So the UK, you know what? The UK crowd yeah. used to chant in the Jester. The NXT in Florida would just used to chant. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Either way, though, man, it's 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 fun. It's a fun name. So good on her for picking that as as her as her name. I mean, I don't know her real name, so you know who knows? Maybe that is, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's her wrestling name. Uh, but yeah, man, she had a matchup with Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Basically, it was just to to build up Mia Yim towards this matchup with Charlotte Flair. Um, and yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte is, is something else, man. Like she talked about, you know, she's glad she's able to have this, this matchup with, with Mia Yim, you know, and essentially she was saying, you know, Mia Yim, you know, at that time, you know, going against her for her first match, it was the first step towards her being a star and helping make her a star. And she said, Mia Yim up to this point has been a very good hand. And she hopes to help make her a star now in her first championship defense in NXT. And I said, oh, hell no. Shade. <laughs> she said she was a good hand. A good hand? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Mia, yeah. She thought about it. First. She's like, hold up. Like, wait, wait, wait. What did you just snap say? Snap the back. Yeah. Snap the neck. And she was like, uh-uh. Man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, hey, man, it's 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 a nice way to to in a very simple and, and just concise way to, to just have heat with somebody. Because me and Yim at first, it seemed like she was actually appreciative of the opportunity from Charlotte to go against her for the NXT Championship, and then she picked her. She's thinking there's actually some respect there. I don't think she thought of it as being in any way like, okay, she's trying to to build a star out of her, and and she thinks that lowly of her. She's gonna call her a nice hand, you know, just a uh, just a person there, like you know, just a stepping stool essentially for her, for her. But then she said that comment is like instantly just and created just this, this drama. <laughs> <laughs> So I loved it, man. I loved it. Really short, you know, moment between the two of them, but impactful, man. I thought it was great. Yeah, man. The queen of our eras is definitely on her high horse, and it's nothing less that I expect right now from the queen, Charlotte. 
uh, throwing, you know, shots fired at Mia Yim. So she's definitely using this uh, moment to to build the, the rivalry that's brewing between these two. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. So, yeah, more to come. I think next week is when we get the NXT Championship matchup between Mia Yim and Charlotte Flair. Um, and then the aforementioned Damian Priest is going to get... Looks like his matchup against Keith Lee that he's looking for. But let us not skip too far ahead because we have the main event, which this was this was wow, there was a lot of stuff going on. It was here. a lot. Um, definitely a lot. Went, went definitely went to the left side for me on this one. It did, it did. So what we'll, we'll talk about it. So Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee versus Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Go ahead, break it down. So that's how it started off, right? Just right. It's, you know, Keith Lee and uh, Adam Cole got undisputed. We got the dream all in there getting ready to start. All of a sudden, sneak attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. All hell breaks loose. Yours truly, Arrow guy himself. Yes. And David I heard it, it really irked me when he just. He walked up. He didn't. He didn't really. He didn't have the nightstick extended already, which it would have been cool if he did. But he had to whip it behind <laughs> Keith Lee, so Keith Lee can hear it whip. <laughs> <laughs> and Keith Lee was like, "What?" Oh. Turned around. <laughs> Immediately got stabbed in the throat, <laughs> <laughs> like a judo chop. Bye. Twice. Yes. Yes. And and dipped off. And yeah, man, and and yeah, he couldn't continue. So the refs got in, intervened. There's a whole bunch of refs help him out because uh, the dream told him to help him out. So right now it was a two on one situation. Didn't look good for uh, two on one handicaps. I'm like, oh, so this is how you know this is gonna win. And so the match continued. Is Roderick and in a dream? Oh yeah, Rod- in, the, in the ring. Yep, in a ring, and Roderick has him in a hold, and out of nowhere, so you got Dexter Loomis in the corner of the Dream, and I just couldn't believe because he just like he surprised you there. And what was crazy that the camera, when it was focused on the Dream and and uh, Roderick Strong, and immediately panned Dexter Loomis, it was like it was getting ready to pan back to. Uh, to Roderick in the dream, but it was like, hold on, we got to get back to Dexter. It was like surprised that Dexter was there. Like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You couldn't believe it. <laughs> and then you you see him just staring the hell out of the dream or just the match they were doing. And believe me, he wasn't blinking. No. I was looking for him to blink. Did not happen again. Damn it. But anyways, he was looking at the dream. The dream was in trouble. He tried to get away. And that was the moment he slowly grabbed the ring rope and slowly extended his hand <laughs> to get ready for the dream to tag. The dream tag, and he got the hot tag, and oh my God, he just came alive. I, I yeah, couldn't believe it. He did work. He, 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 did, he work. did amazing work. <laughs> did amazing work, did a suicide dive. Well, he was getting ready uh, to hit the ropes, and dream, the dream made a, a hidden tag, and he did a suicide dive on Adam Cole, and Roger Strong, I believe. No, no, it wasn't Roger Strong. It was Bobby Fish because he came back after he was told to get out of the out of the match, uh, exit the match. So he came back. They did a suicide di- suicide dive. The Dream was able to get 
his uh what was it on Roderick? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Do this finisher move on Roderick, get the win. Dexter Loomis, everybody. <laughs> Dexter Loomis. Dexter. I mean, Loomis. this dude, he I don't know if you caught it, but in the very beginning too, when all this was going down between um Keith Lee, the Dream, and Undisputed Era in the beginning of the show, Dexter Loomis was actually there. Oh, I missed actually, that then. Yeah, he was he was actually there. He was in the upper so on the screen, because we're seeing the uh the NXT uh Tron in the background, to the left of that. He was there. He showed up late. Like the camera didn't really catch him um, fully. Like they didn't. They never focused on him. Uh-huh. But he was there in the corner, off to the side. Like he came around the side of the the, the screen and the wide shot. You could see him. And then they cut away. Then they cut back. Then he was still there. And they cut away. And they cut back. He was gone. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Like I was just like, "What is he doing back there?" He's just standing there again. Just. What is happening? So when he came out um, at the end, I still, even though I had seen him earlier, I forgot about him. And so when he showed up again in the corner of the dream, I was like, what? What what is happening? Where did this guy come from? And is he about to tag with the the dream? (laughs) Like, what? It was it was wild, man. Like this matchup, there was just a lot of lot of stuff going on. Uh, Bobby Fish had gotten thrown out, and then he came back in, and like you said, he took that that suicide dive or the, the over the top rope flip from from um, Dexter Loomis. Um, you know, Keith Lee got taken out. You know, by he who shall not be named on this podcast ever again. Um, Voldemort himself, Arrow guy. Um, yeah, man, it's just, it was, it was a wild matchup, man. At the end, at the end of it, Velveteen Dream got the win. Um, nice win for him. Uh, you know, this will go a long way for him to be able to get the shot against Adam Cole. So, you know, we'll see how that develops. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was a wild ending to this, to this, uh, match. One other thing too I want to mention is this was the first time in a while where I, I felt there was a moment where I felt, uh, missing the crowd again. Was when you know Undisputed Era came out for their entrance during this matchup, oh, and yeah. Adam Cole, you know, he does his <laughs> boom and he does his Adam Cole baby, and you it was beat nothing. Them? No, yeah, I, I was. I talk about that. It was sad. I just, it was, it was I, a I, sad I, sight, man. He was just saying it. It was just him. Yeah, him alone. Yeah, it, it just didn't feel right. It just didn't, you know, but. It's 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 our new reality for for a while at least. So you know, just um, I guess we just need to get used to that. But that was I, it. Just hit me because I think that's the first time he's had a match since all of this has happened. Yeah. So you know, seeing that, I was like, oh my god, yeah, this is this sucks. This really yeah. Sucks. When he's getting ready for it, I was like, oh, this is gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting ready to the ring. They already did their boom pose. I'm like, oh, this is yeah. gonna suck. I forgot about this. He just said, Adam Cole, baby. So it's funny because when he did it the first time, anytime he says it, I'm always saying it with him, even at home. I'm just like in it. So I, I said it, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, Adam Cole, baby. Then I'm like, wait a minute. There's no fans. Let me rewind it because I want to hear what that sounds like. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, that didn't sound good at all because it's just him. And it just it just hurt. I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, we got we we. We, we at least got to see him wrestle for the first time in a long time, so that was cool. But yeah, man, it definitely it definitely did suck to to see that without without the fans. But overall, I mean, the match was a lot of fun, a it lot was. of moving parts, a lot of things going on. Exciting! It was prizes. 
Yeah. Dexter Loomis, man, what do you think? He's great. I I love him. I'm just even in the uh the breakout tournament, I thought this guy is unique. This guy is interesting. Like I don't understand what he's doing necessarily. Like I can't really explain it or break it down. He's a mystery. I'm intrigued. Yes. I want, I want more of Dexter Loomis, man. Like let's see more of him on television. Don't let him speak. Don't have him say a word. I don't want him to say anything. I don't want him to blink. I just want him to keep doing what he's doing. I think if he talks, that would just ruin. It would take away from the him. mystique. I don't yeah, care what is he, what he sound like. Yeah, I don't care what he sound. He got a deep voice, but if he uh, sounds like a Mike Tyson voice, I don't want to hear that. No. <laughs> I think would if he because eventually I'm sure he will speak. I mean, even Kane ended up speaking at, later on in his career. You know, like, we, we had that. Gradually, though, it took maybe steps to get there. Exactly. <laughs> so, I'm I'm talking years, maybe, down the road, you know, in small bites, we can get Dexter Loomis saying some things, but he doesn't need to say a word to be a star. I feel like he's one of those guys. He has one of those characters now where he can be silent for years on end in his career and be a star and make lots of money and win championships and just be on top of the world with this character because it's just so intriguing and and just like you just can't keep your eyes off him you're like what is this guy what is he doing and uh, yeah it's it's wild man it's pretty awesome i'm I'm all in he's definitely a a mystery man he doesn't talk you know, he just speaks with his body language, the whole slithering, you know, don't blink. And it does help to have that Stranger Things music, you know, it's very popular right now. So, hey, go for it. <laughs> Stranger Things music. Might be a copyright problem there. If it's- hey, man, just, just close your eyes and, and put on no, the right. It's It's very similar, man. You're totally right. When you say it, I'm like, yeah, that's that Stranger Things. It's basically Stranger Things. You know, like, whoever is doing the music for them, they were just like, all right, they watched an episode of Stranger Things, yes. saw Dexter Lewis. Like, you know what? <laughs> my, my work is done. I, we, this, is, this writes itself. I know exactly what his theme music it's is. It's like they be. use the same pattern, but on a different note somehow. Yeah. 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 No, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's totally, And it fits, man. He's a Stranger Thing, all right? Like, he fits that to a T. But um, yeah, man, he's 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 great. You know, this matchup was great. It was a lot of fun. So, you know, really, really enjoyed this episode on a whole. Now, before we cap this episode, we did promise that we were going to talk about who is the greatest NXT champion of all time. Now, I'm going to bring this up because I did do a little bit of research to dig into some numbers. And there was really one thing that stood out for me. Okay. So when we talk about the greatest NXT champion of all time. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of ways in which it could be subjective. You could talk about, you know, the the personas, the characters, you know, the, you know, Finn Balor has the demon, you know, Adam Cole's the leader of the Undisputed Era, you know, like there's so many like things like it's just personal, like how you would make the decision for who you would say. But one thing that would truly be undisputed would be the their the fighting champion aspect of these guys, right? And that's something we really taught for Adam Cole. Like, you know, when he was getting ready to fight um, uh, Johnny in the rematch, you know, he had the Adam Cole uh, championship tour, or the, the, the Bay Bay championship tour, if I remember correctly. And 
in that, you know, we saw him going against Matt Riddle. We saw him going against Keith Lee. And I'm just like, when did all these matches happen? Like, I want to see these matches because this is awesome. And, you know, he's defending it how many times now? Like, this is crazy. So, you know, I went into this thinking, okay, you know, if we're looking at fighting champion aspect of this, it's going to be hard to compete with uh, with Adam Cole. So I looked into it. I was like, all right, how many times has Adam Cole defended the NXT championship match? And not just takeovers, not just NXT shows, but just looking at dark matches, everything. I was like, is there any resource that would even have that? Um, turns out there's this webpage, cagematch.net, that actually does have like a listing of all of the title defenses that every NXT champion has ever had. I was like, wow, okay, cool. So and they have it, you know, the dates, the who they fought, like where was that, everything. I was like, man, mm-hmm. this is great. So, um, you know, looked at Adam Cole and put in the filter for everything. So dark matches, everything. Adam Cole in total has, looks like he's fought for the belt 28 times. He's defended the title. Defended the title 28 times. Or at least won it the one time and then defended it 27 times. So I'm like, man, that is going to be tough to beat because, you know, that this is a lot of defenses, man. 28 times, you know, like all over the world. Cool. Like, this is great. You know, for Adam Cole in terms of a, a notch to his belt. So I looked at it and said, how many times has Finn Balor defended the belt? And remember now, Adam Cole is the longest reigning NXT champion. He has the longest reign. He's defended it 28 times. Finn Balor, take a guess. I'm going to let you guess, Devin. How many times do you think Finn Balor defended the championship, the NXT championship? See, man, just the way this cadence you're using, I'm assuming it's a good number that it's better than Adam Cole's, I'm going to say. Take so. a guess, man. Just take a guess. <laughs> So do you I'm gonna believe go that in Adam direction. Cole? Do you believe, I believe in Adam, Adam Cole, Cole or not? But, sis, you would have hit me from this side right now. So you was like, hey, Devin. <laughs> so I found some information on a website. Yes, you I know. did. I told you I was going to do research, man. So I had to look at this. It's 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 their research. Uh, you know, I go with that. Their research. Okay, I don't know if okay. It's, All right. You know, All right. how true the source is. You had an research. opportunity. You had an opportunity to dig in. And I did. I had a busy I got week. Numbers, I had so. a busy week. Okay. All right. I'm hearing a lot of excuses right now. <laughs> I guess, okay. I got kids at home. I'm Parents understand. Had to, had to do a couple of school projects. You know, had to be a dad. It's a lot of excuses. <laughs> Lots of excuses. Just guess, man. How many times did he defend? Being a dad is an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In this situation, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Just take a guess. <laughs> All right, man. So, hmm. I, I do respect Finn Balor, you know, in his reign. And I'm going to say this is when NXT was thriving really on a lot of dark shows before they hit that, you know, uh, network status. So that would make sense. I have to put that in. So I'm going to say 45. You're close, but it's more. Okay. He so he in total, right, he had fifty one title uh, matches, fifty defenses. Okay. Fifty. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. To be expected and, because and NXT you, in its heyday was doing a lot more dark shows. Now, okay, that's a that's an that's a cute way to try to, you know, <laughs> put that Adam Cole's <laughs> side here. Yeah, you know, during their hate. No, 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 you're you're just upset because I was able to thread that needle right there. No, because what you you gotta, what you gotta, if the way you 
painting it isn't fair to Finn Balor's reign because they had already started doing the big takeover shows in arenas. It's not like when takeover in the very beginning was at full sale, right? Like he was champion when they were going to like Brooklyn. Matter of fact, that Brooklyn show, that first big show was his first title defense against Kevin Owens where he won. It was actually in Japan and they were on like every week, you know, they were just selling out their shows They were doing takeovers. They were killing it. This was like the first big takeover where Triple H was like, you know, gave this big speech and said, we are NXT. And that crowd was going nuts. And the undercard of that show, you had Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the championship. It was the last time we would have the four horsewomen of NXT together on the show. They had that big, like almost click moment where they were all showing the four. So saw that again, you know, really cool moment to see again after all these years. But yeah, NXT was thriving at that time. The The women's revolution was on fire. NXT was on fire. The crowd was all about it. They were already, you know, being talked about as being better than Raw and SmackDown. And this is, this is probably, you can credit two guys in, in Kevin Owens and Finn Balor for that, that great rise that they had. So, and the championship matches that he had were really in their prime. So, you know, that really doesn't work against against Finn Balor. And you also got to take into consideration that we're talking about almost double the defenses. And Adam Cole has been champion longer. So the fighting champion aspect of this is kind of crazy when you look at it. Now, Adam Cole, he's awesome. He's fun. Adam Cole, baby, like he's he's awesome. But we got to pay respect to the prince here. Because he did say, you know, you mentioned the greatest of all time. You looking at him. You mentioned you got to mention his name because to have that many defenses in that in a shorter period of time than Adam Cole puts it in perspective. Another thing to put it in perspective is I think there's another guy that's kind of getting left out and a little bit undervalued in this whole discussion of greatest NXT champion of all time. And understandably so because he's not in the company right now and that is the wrestler formerly known as neville now known as the bastard Pac. Mm-hmm. that man has actually had more defenses than both um adam cole and finn balor right he's had 53 uh, let me see it was 53 defenses i believe so i mean he also like we don't really talk about him as much you know, to be like, okay, is he one of the greatest of all time, you know, in terms of NXT champion? And again, he's not in the company anymore, so it kind of makes sense why they wouldn't bring him up. But I just wanted to throw his name out there as well. Um, you know, he was a workhorse. Now, what you were saying earlier, you know, fits more of him because NXT at that time wasn't, you know, this, right? It wasn't where it's at, where it's just like, you know, they their takeovers, again, they were at full sale, you know, in the very beginning. So. Yeah, they were still on the network too. Right, right. So it hadn't really reached that 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 peak yet. But I would say that first takeover in Brooklyn was kind of like, hey, we're here. We have arrived. And look at we're able to sell out this arena, you know, here in Brooklyn. So yeah, man. I feel like, you know, and it, this isn't the end of the debate. I feel like nah, this is the just part the, one beginning of beginning of it. Just, you're just making your opening <laughs> statement. We still have a uh, closing argument as, as well. True, but 
you know, that, that I'm, I'm basically, if this were, if this were a, a boxing match, uh, you're up, you're, you're on the ropes now. No, you know, no, that, not, that's not a, at all. That's a, that's a haymaker, you know, uh, a little wobbly. Cause I don't know what you're going to I'll be able to, you know, be able to rebuke this. It will be coming. Part okay. two. It'll okay. be me. All right. Hey man, all I got to say is respect the Prince. If you're going to come do. at the Prince, I did. You best not miss. Did, did, did I just not put not a good miss. estimate out there? I'm like, I, like I, I, this is what I said. I respect the Prince, and this was NXT was thriving. It's, hey, they're doing a lot of more dark shows than they are doing now because they're on the network. I mean, because they're on USA Network. So I had to, had to give out a good logical estimate. And I said about 45. Mm. So... So they're doing more. They was doing more dark shows. Now, you know, you got Adam Cole who elevated the show. It's live now under the Adam Adam Cole reign who took his championship and and took it to Survivor Series and dominated over there. All right, who else had the chance when he fought against Daniel Bryan on SmackDown in the main event and beat him clean? You know, this is what Adam Cole, this is what this is what the accolades of a, of the greatest NXT re- wrestler or wrestler and champion is. Not only that you bring, you know, the, the, the accolades of how many times you defended. Yeah, I give you that. But what have you done to elevate the, the brand as well? Oh, and that's what nah, I know that's you didn't what say that. Yeah, I know you didn't I just did. say that about. He took it. He took it, so to, a life, took it Finn, to a whole nother level. You saying Finn Balor oh, didn't elevate the brand? He did a little bit, a little a bit. Little not bit. not as big as. Oh you know, my! It's Adam Cole. Oh my God! Okay. Not big as okay. Adam Cole. Okay, that that's that's just plain disrespectful to to Finn Balor. Like, come on, like Finn Balor. You trying to tell me Finn Balor as first of all? Let's even be as as put it in simple terms as possible. When you look at what he did in terms of bringing that character, the demon, to those shows, and the the effect that it had on the NXT landscape and on wrestling in general. There's people that just could not stop talking about what they had just seen. Like, what the hell is this guy doing? What did what have we just seen? To the point where now, like, you got people trying to copy that, like Bray Wyatt doing this fiend character, trying to to make money basically off of what he did, what Finn Balor brought to the table. Just with that, just his entrance alone, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's and the Finn Balor is just such it has such mystique to him. You know, coming from Japan, you know, being the person who created the Bullet Club. And and if we're going to talk about impact, like the fact that like Finn Balor, for instance, created the Bullet Club. It had such an effect on wrestling in general. And then that man came to WWE or to NXT was such a big deal for NXT was such a great grab for NXT. And then, like I just said, They ended up having those big arena shows when Finn Balor got there. Before he got there, it was literally just full sale. That was it. Adam Cole can thank Finn Balor for that. Like when Finn Balor being there helped elevate NXT to the point where they were able to sell out arenas before he was even there. Like Adam Cole, cool, you're there, but you gotta you gotta understand that at that time the star level that you have, like Adam Cole has a lot of help now with the stars he has around him, like the Tommaso Ciampas, like the Keith Lees, like the Matt Riddles, like the Velveteen Dreams, like the Johnny freaking wrestlings that have helped him to say and to elevate the brand to the point where they're saying, Hey, let's have this on television. And let's not forget the fact. Hold on, hold on. Actually, I'm missing a bigger point here. The fact that NXT is on television actually even has 
just as much to do with AEW than it does with anybody in NXT. That's the true fact of them being on television. If AEW didn't exist, NXT would still be on the network purely. That that's just fact. This would not be happening. It's not because Adam Cole's there that they elevated to the network that that they elevated to uh, USA. It's because AEW's there and Vince is like, "F them! I'm gonna go at this competition head on with NXT Triple H son-in-law. Go get them." That's what this is about. It's not Adam Cole. It's it's the competition. So hey, man, we, we I, hey, I just gotta lay that hey, down. Just to I'm just saying, ground when, this a little bit. When when the most of the crew was grounded on that Saudi show, who did they call on the services for their main event? I love how you didn't address the whole situation I just said with AEW. You want to switch over now to Saudi? Okay, I see what you're saying. All right, all right. <laughs> got you. That's cool. <laughs> that's that's another one. <laughs> I'm not even gonna talk about that statement. You, I'm like, really? He's gonna go throw AEW like? You ain't gonna talk about that? You serious? So, so AEW didn't have anything to do with the fact that that NXT is on USA. I don't. We will never know. We oh will never know. Okay. I'm just gonna That's say it. we will never know. That's it. You just yeah, I'm man. Say, no yeah, I'm not gonna say no. We will never know. Just, we never know. Is it just a sore loser, ladies and gentlemen? We all know. We all know. We all know what's going on. It's not over yet. We all know. This war is not over. This is just the battle. You got the battle. I give you that. You got part one. I said part two is me. Oh man, can't admit AEW is the reason why we have the show. And look, I'm an NXT fan, man. I call it the gold standard. I feel like it should happen regardless of AEW. I feel like they should have. But Vince was never going to do that. He just wasn't because he was still seeing. They're still trying to call them developmental. They're still trying to do that. They still disrespect that brand. Like, I feel like he's not completely behind them. It's Triple H's baby. That's Regal's baby. You know, but they said, hey, if AEW is going to do this, we're going to wait to see what night they're going to put it on. And then we're going to put NXT up against them. That's what it was. That's that's just facts. That's not anything against Adam Cole necessarily. We take this debate out of it. That's just what it was. You know, so just just re. You know, just 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 telling the facts about what it is that happened just to say, hey, you know, what, Adam Cole, he's doing a great job, doing a hell of a job, but he has a lot of help. And AEW was part of that help in terms of being able to put this on the on USA. It's just what it is, you know, and he's doing a great job in terms of being the face right now. But when it comes to elevating, like, that's a big deal to say Finn Balor, when he and Kevin Owens were doing main events, they went to Japan, main evented over there, came back to the States, main evented in a big arena, first time in a big arena, Brooklyn, Barclays, like, come on, man, like, that's, that's the, that's the prince, that's the demon, that's Finn, like, how quickly we forget if we're going to just say, hey, man, like, you know. Who said I quickly forget about what Finn did? I'm not saying that. I'm like, Sounds yeah, like he's it. good, but in the I'm just, I'm just saying in the eyes of Adam Cole, Adam Cole is greater. I'm, just, I'm not hearing facts, champion. though. I'm just not hearing facts. Part I'm hearing opinion. Come. Part two of the facts. <laughs> I gave, gave, <laughs> okay. already gave you a little bit of the facts, but you want to say, oh, you're, we can't just say that because of, because NXT did more dark shows. I'm saying they did, so he's going to have more defenses. Well, okay, so so the problem that I have with that is the numbers for that. I mean, you got to come at me with the actual like, okay, what? How many dark shows did they have versus how many dark shows they're having now? Because I feel like that statement that's I said, alone. Part two, the fact. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm just saying, saying that because, because I already know that's true. Because a lot of come. because Adam Cole's defenses that we were. 
touting him as being fighting champion. Again, in that video during the Bay Bay tour, we were seeing him and those were all dark matches. You know, those were dark matches. So, you know, for me, it's like if we're saying he's a fighting champion and this is his main claim to fame. Guess what? The people that had it less time than him had more defenses. Now, you want to say there were more dark matches? Fine. You could say that. But they still had those defenses. Even if I give you that, they still defended the title more. It makes Adam Cole look like you held it, but you're not defending it. You're not actually going out there and fighting. You're actually what? just... He defended the belt 28 times? Are you kidding me? I'm not going to hear this anymore. What? Wait, wait hear what part? What part say, is, oh, am I saying he, is not factual? Because he held the belt less... for a longer period of time, and he defended it less times. That's facts. Part two. <laughs> he just can't address the part hey, two man. coming. <laughs> All right. So, so the next time this happens, we're just gonna jump to part three. Is that is that what we're gonna do? We're just gonna keep on extending the parts until part two comes. Find an argument. <laughs> part two coming. All right. You just can't let it go, man. You can still have love for Adam Cole. You just gotta put respect on the prince's name. Who said I didn't put respect on the prince's name? Come at the prince, you best not miss. <laughs> now you want to rhyme now okay. yes hey that's hey that's 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 finn that's finn's lines man i'm just using his own lines just say hey devin if you're gonna come at the prince you best not miss part two <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen go. we have it uh finn balor wins this round uh shout out to finn balor on winning round one of this debate I'm sure Finn Balor is going to win part two as well. I am very confident in, in that aspect of this debate. Devin is shut down completely. Uh, you know, Adam Cole, hey, Adam Cole, baby. He's, he's still the champ currently. He's got that, you know, so long as he, he can is. the belt. And then when he beats Finn Balor, what else is he going to say then? Uh, when he beats Finn Balor? Man. Wait, Finn Balor, look, Finn Balor is about to beat Walter, who, remember now, Walter mopped, which I won't even say, I'm not going to go that far, but he beat Adam Cole as well, so you know, I'm just just saying that's gonna happen. He's gonna be NXT UK champion, and even so, we're talking about the well, NXT you, championship. Say, and who's he's gonna become NXT. NXT. Well, since you say Finn Balor is gonna be NXT UK champion, I'm gonna say Adam Cole is gonna beat Finn Balor. When that happens, it's gonna happen. They're gonna collide. Sure. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I, I wish that that would have happened in WrestleMania. But I'll say this though, just to even even clarify and look at all this like we're talking about nxt champion being the best nxt champion i mean johnny gargano beat adam cole that doesn't make johnny gargano a better champion than adam cole you know what i'm saying like that the head-to-head isn't really you know it doesn't for me do it you know what i'm saying we're looking at the two guys like okay what does adam cole's championship reign look like versus what finn balor's championship reign look like not necessarily like okay in a head-to-head fight you know who's the better the better man in that aspect. So that that that's that's kind of a different debate overall. Like who's the better wrestler, fighter? You know who would win in a match kind of thing. Like you know that's a little bit different. But the reigns, say, hey, I, I spit my facts, man. Part, Part two. two. All right. Part All right. two. It's All right. All right. I can't wait. I can't wait. The viewers can't or the listeners can't wait either. It's gonna be great. <laughs> You completely shut Let's talk about our, our, our Facebook page, Instagram. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Talk about the page. So if you want to holler at us, 
you know, get, socialize with us. Let us know what you think. Let us know too who's the greatest champion too, Finn Balor or Adam Cole. You know, we can put that up. We can put a poll on Facebook. Matter of fact, we'll. You know what? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put a poll on Facebook. Go to Facebook. Vote for Finn Balor or Adam Cole on Clark Street Wrestling Facebook page, or you can hit us up. I'm gonna put a poll on Twitter too. Hit us up on Twitter. I'll put the poll out there or on at Clark underscore Wrestling, and then. You can listen to our podcast for part two will be coming on on Apple, Spotify, Breaker, all those popular podcast apps. All right. So get ready for part two coming. See, I already know what's going to happen. See, one way or another, this poll isn't going to be the definitive answer regardless. It's fun to do. And hey, definitely. Oh, I'm not saying that's cool. I'm not. I'm not even going to use that for Finn Balor. If if Finn Balor wins in this poll, you're not going to use that. If Adam Cole wins in the poll, I can see you using it potentially in that situation. So, you know, it's it's how dare you, sir? I'm I'm okay. If I put the vote out there. Yeah. And I'm like, you would. I, I, I would say, you know what? Finn Balor got more votes. I would say that. I'm like, I was I would mention that in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you know what? Finn, Finn, Finn Balor received more votes. Mm-hmm. Okay. This 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 is so similar now. It feels so much like the Gargano Adam Cole debates from before. It just It would never if, get that high. If, if that was like that, that. no. It, <laughs> if that that now that was something else. That was <laughs> you know, volcano erupted. <laughs> this is fun. I'm entertained. Hey, that was fun for me, man. I was I was loving it because because man, my boy Johnny Gargano won. I predicted it. It was great. Well, that was fun for you. You know, you enjoy that asinine story. <laughs> See now you go. You're Logic. funny because you actually completely said, went you know, out you the window. For that. Wait, 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 wait. You actually said in uh, one of the recent podcasts, you said, "Now I understand." Like looking back at it, I get it. You know, I I understand the story that they were telling. Now you're going back to saying I'm saying I understand the story of why Gargano won. Like, if he would have won in a competitive way, Mm -hmm. not that stupid, non-logical way, then I wouldn't be complaining about it. I wouldn't have said, you know, hey, that story didn't make sense. You know, I always could understand why a champion or why that person lost uh, if the story is told right. Like, for example, WrestleMania, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. That story was told beautifully. If it would have been something like that, then I would have had no problems with it, man. So That's if Tommaso Ciampa would have beaten Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era in this last matchup before Johnny Gargano took that away from him, would you have had a problem with it? If if Tommaso beat Adam, Adam Cole, Cole, yes. Like the same way, like he took out. Just what we saw, the match that we saw, the match that we were seeing, basically, we had the Undisputed Era come out. They were trying to interfere with Tommaso Ciampa, and Tommaso Ciampa kept overcoming the odds. Would you have been like, oh, this is asinine if he would have found a way to get Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I I told you that before. I was like, this is like shades of TakeOver New York. Yeah. I didn't uh, want, I didn't want, I didn't want undisputed to get involved or made it look weak and then he's overcoming all these obstacles that he shouldn't be overcoming but in some way in this story he is but it doesn't make sense of how you overcoming the odds when adam cole has the numbers but he does but if if that didn't happen if it was just a one-on-one match and he beat him clean fair fair mano a mano then i have no problem with it but even it was, even it was like an underhand tactic, but it was like from him, no like no outside help. I still would have it still would have made sense. 
But now, okay, so one of the things was you said it'll make Undisputed Era look weak. Do they look weak now? Nope. Well, no, because Adam Cole ended up winning. Yeah, but he did win against Johnny Gargano when it happened before. So to your logic, like, if they looked weak, did you see them as looking? That's oh, at, that, still, at that time, yeah, I did make it did make them look weak, man. But then they ended up building up, and now you see them as strong. Somewhat right now. Because <laughs> they don't have all the titles, man. That's why. It's just, you know, I'm just, I just look at Adam Cole as the top right now. Everybody just falls. By wow. The way. It's a whole they, oh my god. They got they got some things to do with Undisputed right now. They got things to clean up. Adam, as long as Adam Cole's champion, that's all that matters to me. Well, the debate between Finn and, and Adam Cole really should end with Johnny Gargano beat the entire Undisputed Era. So how can Adam Cole be the best champion ever if he's, you know, weak enough that he can't his team, his entire team can't beat Johnny Gargano? You know what, man? This podcast episode is over. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Winner hey, Johnny now Gargano, you wanna... Finn Balor. Hey, you know, shout out to you guys. Adam Cole, shout out to you too, man. Like, hey, you don't, you, you're still awesome. Adam Cole, baby, you know, like I still, I never thought that you guys looked weak, you know, after losing that matchup. You know, Devin, on the other hand. No, because you was, you was able to, you know, look, a, suspend your, your disbelief right there. It wasn't suspend my belief. The story made sense to me. It just, made sense. It made perfect sense to me. I'm just, I'm paying attention to the entire story. You're, you're a big fan of Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era. And you just wanted them to win it all odds. It's fine. It's that fine. That wasn't but, you know? it. You, you, I'm sure that wasn't it. If you know, I, that is my favorite wrestler, my favorite, but I, I can take a loss if it makes sense. Even AJ Styles, like my favorite active wrestler, man. I've seen him lose when it makes sense. I, I don't get like pissed off. It's just, it, it just needs to make sense, man. That's all it did. That's all it needs makes sense with me. It, hey, you know, this is, this is, this is the never ending debate. You know, of, I guess so. Of, <laughs> never Cardano, right. Adam Cole, and now adding Finn Balor in the mix. Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying it because you know what? I think they're telling great stories and I think no matter what a win or loss for those guys, they're all great enough that it doesn't really affect them. You know, they're able to come back and tell great stories, you know, through wins and losses. And yeah, it's just, it's just what it is. I mean, you know, to each their own, you know, we all can have our opinions on how we feel about the stories. It's fine. You know, it's not me to try to convince you. I mean, I might try from time to time, but you know, overall, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's fine. It's fine. You know, and you're just a, a hardcore Adam Cole fan who, you know, it's just, hey, it's just what it is. Like, Well, I'm kind of to find out you're a hardcore Johnny Gargano fan. Hey, the more that I hear his story. Like he can do that, no wrong right now. It's not even about doing no wrong. It's about the story that's being told. I'm paying attention to the story on a whole and the story makes sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. Like, if there's something in the story that doesn't make sense, to your know, point man. about logic... I don't know. I don't know, because not, it seems like you're... It's no. like you're bringing that same logic you're doing right now, uh, and I can understand the reasons why you was able to see that story the way you did for TakeOver New York now. This makes sense now, now that I'm thinking about it. No, not with that, because what you're not saying from the way that I'm looking at it really is trying to look at this story from the beginning to where we're at and saying mm -hmm. that there were, this whole story was being told for Johnny Gargano with TakeOver New York. 
it, the whole thing was really supposed to be the culmination of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. You know, and that entire story, there was no way Johnny Gargano was not going to win. This was about Johnny Gargano being able to overcome the obstacles finally in his career. That's what that story was about. The logic part that you're talking about, you're failing to miss the fact that he had had to overcome so much up to this point that for him to lose again would have been like, what are we doing here in the bigger picture? Now, to you, you're looking at it as this is Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era versus Johnny Gargano. But the bigger picture was this is Johnny Gargano overcoming the obstacles that he's gone through since day one of being in NXT up until now, like everything he had been through. That's the way I'm choosing to look at that. Even the story now with Johnny Gargano, still, it's, hey, this guy, he's done everything to be the hero, and he's being booed. He's done everything to be the hero, and his best friend turned on him, and now he's pissed. It makes sense to me. Like, all of that is logical to me. So, for me, it's not this, un, like, unwavering, hey, I'm just going to be loyal to Johnny for no reason. It's, I'm looking at the whole story, and I'm saying, take from New beginning York, to end, finisher it just from, makes sense. From Tego New York, did he take a finisher from everybody? Like, he's, like freaking Braun Strowman to be put down and still to kick out though. He didn't even, you didn't even, they didn't even finish the job. Like take over New York. He took everybody's finisher plus uh, the last shot from Adam Cole. And he still kicked out overcoming the obstacles. How, how did he dig deep to kick out of that? That's, that's somebody you do for Braun freaking Strowman. That's what Johnny Gargano needed. You act like, in wrestling that like look at look at the tag team matchup that we saw in AEW between the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page. Yeah. They hit each other with everything. It's ridiculous. You if with with your logic right now, all those matches are dumb. With what you're saying right now. The fact that they're getting hit with all of these moves that are all finishers, basically the logic for those matches should be, well, this is just trash because they've been hit with like ten finishes already, and this match isn't over. Well, they like well they ever have a history of fighting each other, so I expect them to go to distance. No, this but, was like but, a first time meeting no, each other. No, man. no, that's not that's not the way that you're phrasing this. Is like the finishers that they're hitting that the undisputed era, the the tag team they hit high low. Adam Cole is hitting the last shot. They're hitting people. They're hitting Johnny Gargano with finishers, and he's kicking out. My point in retort to that is that if you look at wrestling, this happens all the time where you have matches where they're just trying to make them so epic to the point where they're going to get hit with devastating moves. They're putting people through tables. They're coming off ladders. They're you know doing all these crazy things and they're kicking out and the crowd is going crazy. It's like to get the hype level to an ultimate apex. Like this is what happens in wrestling when they're trying to put something over to be just this ultra memorable or ultra emotional moment. But it's silly when you have the numbers with it. Aesthetically, it looks silly. That's what I'm saying. It looks silly when you got the numbers game and you take and you hit them. You hit everybody, everybody. You hit them with their finisher and that don't get the job. I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, he's a heel. He's going to win this way. That makes sense within Adam Coe's character. Okay, I get it. But he was able to dig deep and kick out of that. But you're uh, over, too, but over the numbers see that, game. See, well, where, where I'm where I still will disagree with you is that you are trying to pinpoint it as, hey, there's this numbers game that's going on. But I look at it as we have high low getting hit on him. We have the last shot getting hit on him. We have all of these big moves getting hit on this guy and he's kicking out. This is a thing that happens. It's not like all 
three members of the Undisputed Era. You know, you got Bobby Fish, Roddy Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly holding down his arms and legs, and Johnny Gargano is trying to is getting pinned by Adam Cole, and then he's kicking out. This is on separate occasions. He's getting hit with big moves and kicking out. Just hold on, hold on. I know you say separate, but it was not like separate. Oh, he's getting hit with another, or we go into another wrestling sequence between him and Adam Cole. No, it was all right. He's getting hit with Bobby Fish. Next one, Roger uh, Roger Strong. Next one, then Kyle O'Reilly. Then Adam Cole. It was like back to back to back to back. No, they there were well, first of all, if we go back and look at it, okay, because move for move, shot for shot, you have to look at it and see how these moves were broken up. But even so, let's take that, right? Like for me, it's it's still akin to even a guy like Buddy Murphy hitting three or four of his power moves in a row like he'll do you know a a crazy move and then he'll do that knee strike and then he'll do another it's just like god this guy's dead and then he kicks out if you're if that's the way you're gonna look at it it's like this is something that they do in wrestling and to me it's unfair then to say hey you know in this situation it's silly you know, but then in these other it is situations, silly because, what we see because it's because when you think about it, I'm looking at it as as from a realistic standpoint too. Four on one, and if say if I got say I decided to jump somebody with me and my crew, I'm about to hit one of my strongest with my strongest uh, hits. I hit him in uh, with a, in a chin. Same thing with my other guys. We'll all do it each for the hit finisher. He's done. He's unconscious because I win because of the numbers game. If it's one on one. Then maybe it's different in the in the mentality is different, man. Yeah, I still have a fighting chance. It's just me and him. No, I still, I, I for me again, you know, my my big thing with this is that you're talking about multiple power moves being hit on somebody and them kicking out. In wrestling, this is not MMA. This is not boxing. This is theater. They're telling a story. And for me, this is something we've seen before. This isn't the first time that we've seen a guy get hit with multiple moves and he kicks out. And but people to are me, like, oh it's, my God. It's, it's more about wait, let multiple me finish, moves. Let me finish. Let me finish. I, 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 it's not the first time that we're like, oh my God, I can't believe this match is going on. It's still going on. Fight forever. Like, this is crazy. These guys, it's, un, it's, it's, it's all unrealistic. Like, let's just be real about it. All of it is unrealistic. Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic hitting each other with these big moves. One of these things, if this were real, one of these moves should be enough to put them out. But they're trying to build up the excitement of the matchup. And that's where I always go to, I can accept what's happening in wrestling. Because we we know the game. We know what they're trying to do. They're trying Now, for you... If if in this situation it didn't work for you, cool. But what I don't accept about this is that because he got hit with multiple moves and kicked out, now it's silly. But it it happens. It happens. It, but all it's not. The it's time. just not that. It's like I said, man. It's more than 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 the finishing moves. It's it's the finishing moves, and then you have the numbers game. That mix. That's what looks throws off to me. If they wasn't, if you can hit with, I said that too before. If you're, if it's between them two. In, in, in our last argument, I said if he was getting hit with finisher and finisher, if it was just Adam Cole and, and John Argato, I don't care, man. Hit with each other finishers, whatever. It's just bet- between those two. But visually, when you're trying to tell me a story now, now it's a numbers game involved, and they're, now they're hitting their finishers with it. All right, logically, he should win because he now he has the numbers game. They should win now. It should be no overcome. I don't see the logic of him overcoming those odds. Well, 
in all honesty, I think you're on an island on that because that crowd <laughs> loved that matchup. In all honesty, I mean uh, that crowd. You okay? You can say that all you want, but go back and watch it because that yeah. crowd they were booing Johnny Gargano in the beginning. They did not want him to win, and then he went out and did that, and they were all cheering him. So yeah, but it, the as, as far as <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna go because the way you're saying this, it's like you know it. it I hear what you're saying, and everyone can have their own opinion. But at the end of the day, for me, it's like they're telling a story. The story was like the other part of this too is that with Johnny Gargano, it's like they're they're the whole story was about him finally just saying, you know what, enough. This isn't going to happen to me anymore. And I feel like rewatching the whole thing just to even break it down in depth because with what you're saying right now in terms of he got hit with one after another after another after another, and then he went for the pin and then he kicked out. Like to my knowledge, that's not what happened. That he just he they hit him with high low. He tried to finish him because everyone thought it was done. Adam Cole couldn't get the job done. Then he's like, okay, I'm going to try to do the last shot. Something else happened. There was a sequence. Like, I don't remember this matchup move for move like that. But the way you're making it sound, I feel like it's not exactly how that went down. I want to say even before high or low, it was he got hit. Either he got dropped on the table or power slammed through the table, then got rolled in the ring, tossed in the ring, got hit with high or low. Then got hit with the last shot by Adam Cole. If I'm trying to remember that sequence. Because I remember it was just, it was like bam, bam, bam. And that what kind of threw me off and and uh, didn't make sense to me. I'm like, how the hell is that possible? So I'm going to throw another one at you then. If it, this were flipped and let's say Adam Cole now was trying, you know, he's he's been without the championship for a year. And then you have, you know, let's say Tommaso Ciampa and Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. Now they have a they have a thing, they have a faction or whatever. And now it's it's Adam Cole versus Keith Lee. And, you know, he's your favorite wrestler. He's the guy that you want to see win this championship. And so he's going in there, you know, and like he's he's going against Keith Lee. He's going against Matt Riddle. He's going against Ciampa. But he's not. It's just a one on one matchup. But these other guys are on the outside and they're like pulling his leg and they're like, you know, you got Tommaso Ciampa, you know, like hits him with a a chair on the outside. The ref doesn't see it. They roll him in the ring and Adam Cole kicks out of that. And Matt Riddle does a, you know, a a shining wizard to him on the outside. Mm -hmm. You know, they roll him in the ring. He kicks out of that. As an Adam Cole fan, you're not rooting for Adam Cole to win that matchup and to find a way to win regardless that, that would take me out of the story, man. That would take me out of the story. Because I logic always, I'm not, it, it, dude, I cannot suspend logic like that. Even when at a time, uh, I want to say on Monday Night Raw, when you had the Kabuki Warriors going against Charlotte Flair, and you thinking that, all right, Kabuki Warriors should be destroying Charlotte, but it was the other way around. It, the, the, you had the numbers right there. How, that took me out of it. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be like that. If if you're gonna make if you're gonna have logic like that, it's it's gonna piss me off every time. I don't care who's in that formula. What what got me with that was not the numbers game. It was more that I'm I don't want Oscar to get any more buried than she had been. But the fact that she's able to win in a essentially a handicap matchup mm-hmm. is not something that's new. It's not. We've had that happen before. We damn near had Kevin Owens do that not too long ago. He ended up losing at the end, but he took out three guys of of Seth Rollins' group basically by himself. 
And it's like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I don't remember us having this big debate like, oh, this was stupid that Kevin Owens went and almost beat the entire faction that the Messiah had on his team. Like, you know, this is something that happens in wrestling. And again, it's like they're they're telling a story. It's not this is not you can't take it as like, okay. This is going to be something that is like, again, an MMA fight or like a boxing match because none of it, like half the stuff, they'd be dead. But I'm not you know saying, I'm saying that, but I'm like, but I'm saying but the logic part of it is numbers, where you lose me because we're all about Braun Strowman, how you lost the IC title, man. It was the numbers game, how you lost it. And it made sense. He got hit with that. What, what was it? Suplex. uh, uh Haluva kick, man. He lost the lost the belt three on one numbers. Yeah, but you're 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 telling me that you're not willing to suspend your belief in some situations, but then not for numbers, man. I'm sorry. Now, well, you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You can you can numbers, say that, but numbers, the, the numbers I think reason. cloud. I think it clouds the the actual part of this, which is we're talking about people doing ridiculous moves to each other all the time, and they're kicking out. And it's like, okay, if one guy does these ten moves, he can kick out. But if 10 of these guys do this move one at a time, then he shouldn't kick out. That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. It's the same move. If you got one guy doing a DDT to somebody 10 times and you bring 10 different guys and they all do a DDT to that same guy one time, it's still 10 DDTs. Like, it doesn't matter if it's one dude versus 10 dudes doing it. It's still a DDT 10 times on a guy. And one time we can say, okay, it's cool that he kicked out here. But because 10 guys did it to him, I, no, he, why did he kick out? It was 10 people. It's the numbers game. No, what, no, that doesn't, it doesn't add up, man. It's still 10 DDTs. It's still 10 moves that he's taking that should kill him. I'm but never it's wrestling. I, <laughs> I said this, the first debate between Adam Cole and Johnny Gagano, I said, if this match was between these two and they was and they was hitting their finisher all the time, I would not have no problem so wait, with. So, it. so, 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 you changed the subject there. I never I, changed. I really do. Oh, hold really on. You want you to address that that last part? You got uh, the the simple math of it. We're talking about the numbers game being the problem for you. Mm-hmm. But I just laid out a scenario. You got one guy hitting a DDT ten times on a guy. If it's one on one, from what you're saying, you can accept that. Now I line up ten guys on to to do that same DDT to a guy, yeah. and you're telling me no, like I can't accept. No, it because it's all different games. types of strength and power. That DDT is not the same as that dude's DDT. How I'm just saying, man, is that not logical? It's not. Oh it's my really not. god! So it's you're not. telling me if it's if not. if I line up ten wrestlers, all right, yeah. and they, each one of them are going to do a snap dragon suplex. Yep, and and I see compared to, I don't know, Kenny Omegas and then Cody Rhodes. It's going to be a difference between those two. I literally laid out, I just said, 10 guys doing a DDT versus one guy doing 10 DDTs. And you're telling me that there's a difference between those two because of the different weight classes and all of that. I'm literally just I'm laying just out the like, simple. Just, if just you, the power, if you, the strength. If, if they're everything. all the same, if they're literally all the same size as the one guy, if you want me to break it down to that detail, if they're all six feet tall, 200 pounds, doing a DDT with the wind at <laughs> five miles per hour and at the same exact altitude, 
in the same arena with the same, you know, padding and now, everything's see, exactly Now you're not being logical. Same. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you have to tell me, like, we have to have a perfect scenario. We would have to literally have. I'm not telling 10... you that perfect. I'm trying to simplify it because okay. I feel like you're right. not looking at the scenario from just its simplest form. Like, it's just looking at the fact that, to me, I don't care if it's. Four members of the Undisputed Era doing these crazy moves. They could be doing, again, high, low, last shot, you know, the Destroyer, all these moves. If it's one guy doing those same moves, right, we're, we're still talking about somebody, a human being, taking these crazy moves in a ring and kicking out. And we've accepted it for years. And I'm one to say I have no problem in either scenario accepting the story that they're going to tell us based on whatever is going on. I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't care if it's the one guy doing those 10 versus 10 guys doing those, those one DDTs. It's still like crazy and illogical. You hit me with a DDT one, I'm probably going to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. But because wrestling is this, this, uh, this stage play of athletics, it's like, I just just go with it, man. The fact that Hulk Hogan beat people with a leg drop is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. (laughs) But I I loved it because it's just fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just enjoying the theater of it. It's not like, hey, well, leg drop wouldn't really knock him out. So I just take him out. They can't show me one thing of showing how the number game beat people up and gets the job done. And then show me a whole nother thing about how the numbers game doesn't work. Like no, I just, no. I just, I just I feel just, like no. if you're taking logic to that degree, then I think you take the fun out of wrestling because How do, none of it's logical. None of it is. If you really want to play that game in terms of what's logical and what's not, then none of us should be taking wrestling seriously. I think you're trying to just none dig of it's too, logical. Dig too deep because I'm saying. I'm 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 giving like comparisons to other numbers game, and then you the trying Undertaker to Undertaker is supposed to be an undead character. He's a walking <laughs> zombie. See, that's not logical. That's, that's what I'm talking about, man. It's not. <laughs> it's not logical. You, you want to take it fun. there? You want to get real deep? Because I'm just Thanos is a comic book character, but it was fun watching him snap his fingers and turn everybody to dust, and then everybody. Spoiler alert! And then everybody, you know, being able to come back. You got Hawk, you know, a uh, Falcon on your left, and having all that. That is all illogical. None of that can happen in real life. But I still enjoyed it, and I still cried during the movie because it was damn awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just the whole thing about logical. Like it's just wrestling is beyond that at this point. I'm gonna say point for me then, and then what? We, we, we tie it up. How for part two? Wait, what? Because you're trying to dis. You're trying to say that I'm illogical because I'm. I'm. You're trying to take it that way, like oh, the walking zombie for for Undertaker, or you're 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 sitting here again. I gave you a simple premise of the whole thing with the DDT, and now you're trying to go into well, you know, what weights are they? What well, I'm not saying they? weights, like, but you're just saying like if you line up ten guys and everybody. Yeah. essentially does the same move i'm like it's still gonna be different nia jack's leg drop is different from uh a Kyrie sane's leg drop is it so you're telling me if if i was to line up 10 women doing one leg drop it's is it going to be the same 
So if I'm if you're t- giving me that, then I'm gonna say okay, Nia Jax during ten leg drops versus ten Nia Jaxes doing the same leg drop. The point is still the same. That is still the devastating move happening from one person a bunch of times versus the numbers game. It doesn't matter unless you're telling me that those guys, i.e. when Goldberg was in the Elimination Chamber and you had Evolution tying up Goldberg's arms and letting Triple H whack him with a chair. Like, that's where I'm like, oh, you know, like the, the fact that Goldberg would then say, hey, I'm going to, you know, even though I'm getting held down by everybody at the same time. Like, that's where the numbers game makes sense because, yeah, it's it's the, all of his limbs are being held down all at the same time. And they're like it's like when you have a big person, for instance, in a Royal Rumble and everybody, everybody tries to throw that person out. But we're talking about moves in wrestling, like these finisher moves, signature moves happening multiple times to a guy like one at a time and them having built up a certain amount of damage. Oh my God, we see that all the time in wrestling where a guy takes multiple power moves over and over again and kicks out and people will say, fight it's just, forever. It's just a different look visually, man. Fight it's not forever. the same. Yeah, but it's, that's it's where, that's, see, that, see that's, that's the thing. So for you, and this is where, you know, we would just have to agree to disagree because yeah, I think for you, it's the point. look. <laughs> it's the look, you know, you're saying, okay, it's a different look. But to me, it's like, if you're going to go with the argument of logic, that's where you lose me. If you want to say, OK, it looks different to you. Cool. But for to, to use the argument of logic, that right there doesn't work for me because the logic here, again, that scenario I'm giving you, you know, with the multiple people versus one people doing the same number of moves, you want to, you know, make it say, OK, different weight class is fine. I'll even throw the same weight classes in there. I'm saying you the one that gave me that formula. I'm just exactly I'm just and I'm throwing right back holes at in you your too. formula. They're like, hold on, Will. Well, I'm throwing holes into your trying to reframe that whole how, formula <laughs> because how I'm not reframing anything. I'm just absolutely. I'm just absolutely. showing. I'm just letting you know of what the type of story that I expect of a logic storytelling. All I know is, you know, the way that you're saying this, it just. It, it's it's like you're you're choosing to it was, be. I'm just saying it was hokey. It was hokey. That whole finisher finisher. It was at the end of the day. It was hokey. Yeah, I understand that Johnny Gargano had to win. If he would have won in a different way, it makes sense. Or we wouldn't even be having a debate about it at all. But he won in a way that it didn't make sense to me. It was hokey. It was like, all right, this is a little bit. This I can't suspend my disbelief like this anymore. And it was a six-star match, and the for crowd you. loved it. And for oh, you. no, 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 no. So you. you want to say that? So let's use that for you. You're saying for me, yeah. Okay. Dave Meltzer gave it a six-star rating. Okay, I'm gonna give him a cookie for that. I don't care about oh, Dave. Okay. Meltzer. So I thought it was just me. I thought it was just for me. <laughs> oh, that crowd that was there that was chanting for them. There was cheering them on, saying, "Hey, this match is awesome." It was just for them too. Cool. Yeah, and the AEW crowd loves Rio too. You, <laughs> dude, oh come on! God. Oh my god! So we're all just so Devin, you're you're you know all, and the rest of us are just idiots for enjoying. I'm not even saying that match. I did not say that. If you want to bestow that on me, if you feel comfortable saying that, I'm not telling you to say that. It's but if you want to think like that, it's just the crowd. It's just you. 
at a certain point, you're just wrong. At a certain point, <laughs> at a certain point, you just wrong. No man. Period. Period. I'm gonna put a poll. Out there. We'll just, just put the poll out there. I think we did it's our fun. sign off like 30 minutes ago. How <laughs> the fact that we continued this debate past clo- closing segments is it's not logical. <laughs> just oh my god. Oh man, just just out of the hey, you know what? I just I feel good about my perspective. You can have your perspective is fine. I just I feel very confident, you know, and then where I'm coming from with this. Hey, it was a great matchup. And hey, you know, this whole thing started with with Finn and Adam Cole, and I feel great about that too. And you know, hey, you want part two to come at me, you know, with your part of the debate? Totally fine. But I came prep. For part one, one that one clean. I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I feel yeah, good. I give you that part. You I came for for Adam Cole and Finn Balor. Yeah. Okay. Part you got that. All right. But I tied it up since you want to take it back. You didn't to, tie up anything. There's you want to no you want to take that, a rewind no. back to history of the first debate. And I'm like, all right. I'm about to plug up this There's real. No, you had holes in your debate, and I and I, I said it. It got hokey. It was a hokey finish. It didn't make sense. It was a logical numbers game. Plain and simple. And I'm going to say what you said to me for you. And I think you're more on an island than I am with that one. I just put it at that. I'm, I'm more on the island, huh? <laughs> you're more, you are. Well, it's just, Devin's island then, island man. With that it's Devin's yes. island. I got people on my island with me, too. Yeah, yeah. Small group of people, for sure. Yep. Yep. That's going to take over and absorb and make a bigger island. <laughs> okay. And that is not logical. <laughs> it is not logical at it happens. all. It happens. You, you haven't heard about that? What? That you're not logical? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Small islands become big islands. <sighs> okay. This is, this is digressed. Just saying. Massively. Part two's small, coming, guys. Small right. island, <laughs> big islands, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god! All right, so that we're gonna cap it there. That is gonna do it on that note for this episode of the Gold Standard NXT uh, sparks great debate as usual. Just it never fails, man. That's why. That's another reason why we definitely see this as the Gold Standard because gives us a lot to talk about. So for Devin, I'm Afiz. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling. Oh, ooh, hold on. Messed up. <laughs> messed up. See? See, man. See what happens, man. I never messed up on a sign-off page. But this debate make me yes. got me flustered to mess up on a sign-off. I'm like, how many episodes we went in? I'm not going to edit this out. I'm going to keep this to make my point. All right, guys. You're gonna it's hear. He lost. That's why he's so flustered. And, it's because he no, lost twice. No, never. <laughs> Out of the 105 episodes, not one time I messed up our sign up. But this debate, I was flawless on mine, man. But he's uh, he's in the corner. I All told right. you. I threw the, the the uppercut, and then there was the right cross, and legs are wobbly on both of them. It's okay. <laughs> You'll come back next week stronger. I'm sure. I'm sure. He's, he's on wobbly legs, man. You know, he's, he's doing a little dance right now. It's no. fine. No. We should just sign you off. You want me to do the sign off? I'll do the sign off. I'll do the sign off. No, no, go ahead. I'm ready. <laughs> go ahead. Take two. Here we go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.